are back in the coffin maker shop and listening to Curse of Stradania, a Legends of Aventris podcast. Last time, the members of the expedition finally had the honor and pleasure of meeting me after burning Old Bone Grinder to the ground. They then made their way to Valaki, where they hope and pray that the Church of St. Markovia will protect Irina and the children from the evil of Barovia. To ensure that the grounds around the church become hallowed once more, they sought the thigh bone of St. Markovia, which they found after a deadly encounter with vampire spawn in the shop of the coffin maker, who they learned all too late serves me. As always, the audio quality reflects our humble beginnings, but does improve over time. With that out of the way, let us proceed with the first part of Chapter 4, Phantasmagoria. You find yourselves in the small room of the coffin maker's shop. The room that you immediately left, the disappearing and decaying bodies of the vampire spawn strewn about. As Clayton begins to pull open the drawers of the dressing, the, the dresser, and in the hidden compartment at the very bottom, as he pushes down the latch and it pops open, revealing what's inside, the black velvet bundle is almost staring at you as you reach your hands in and you can feel the weight of it, the bones themselves, older, almost almost petrified. And as you begin to open it, you see that in your hands, it's not the full form of a skeleton, but it is what remains of St. Andrew. This, I believe, does it feel magical at all? Rolling our contract. 26. Ooh. Um, no, they don't, they don't feel magical. I think these are it. Sardex, can you please take a look? Of course. I will see if they are sanctified. And I'll just sort of like throw you, not throw you, but like sort of just <laughs> get carefully brush with that straight bones. Well, the, there are bones here, perhaps. The, the Troka card had mentioned bones and, and wisdom, and I just want to like go through all of the other like drawers and stuff just to see if these were the bones that Metro of the Cardinals is referring to. See if I can find any kind of like knowledge or scrolls or whatever. Uh, roll an investigation check. Ooh, that was almost good. <laughs> 13. You you look through um, and you check every drawer looking for any other additional signs that there may be a potential um, hidden compartment, etc. You find nothing here. Seems to be just the bones. Nothing about them seems to be magical or special aside from what you know. These are the bones of St. Andrew. They are the integral piece to keeping the church hollowed ground against straw. Do I get the sense that these have been desecrated at all, or do they still feel Roll sanctified? A uh, religion check. Ooh, religion check. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an earlier session. We're allowed to be a little bit. Um, they still seem to be um, hallowed. I have good news. It seems whatever foul agents were acting here have not yet 
uh, desecrated these bones so they shouldn't be able to create hallowed ground. So I, 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 I gotta ask, Sarnax. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I guess it must be some combination of of the bones and the location that that must create some sort of a, a connection. Because you know, if you didn't notice, there were a bunch of vampires falling in the next room, and the bones were right here. Well, yes, they were not properly uh, put to rest. So the it will take a proper cleric in order to use these bones. I would say that you, especially with that religion check, would know well enough that the bones have to be buried to make oh, the ground itself okay. hallowed. Alright, alright. That 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 makes sense. Uh, if there's nothing else that we can do here, we gotta get, we gotta make haste and get back to the church as quickly as possible before any word of this spreads. Too many people already know that these bones are missing. I agree, and even if it's just us five and the gravedigger and this gentleman tied up in the corner, I believe, as we left him. Yes, what do we do with him? We should probably interrogate him and understand what he was doing with these. No, I gotta be honest, Professor, before you, uh, magicked him, I, I thought we were gonna have to rough him up a little bit to get the info we wanted. Um, well, I believe now that may be the course of action, Shepard. Uh, did you, did you, like, tie up his mouth or anything, or is he just tied up? He's just tied up. He's not connected. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll walk over to him. I, I mean, I, I suppose we could just take him to the church. Do you think that the father might want him to answer for this, uh, transgression? Well, uh, I mean, whether the father wants him to answer for this transgression or not, he will answer all the same. While I'd like to sit here and interrogate the man, maybe it's best we do it back at the church. And how can we take him inconspicuously through town? Does it matter? Yes, it would... Don't you think it will draw attention to us? If we have this bound man that people may know as the coffin maker through the, the entire town? Oh, absolutely. Professor, if I may, um, there's quite a few unused coffins in this room. Oh my. Well, well. That is quite a, That's actually brilliant. Quite an idea. Yes. Well, how, how do we keep him quiet? We just gag him, right? Of course. We should probably do this non-magically, because I believe I'm pretty tapped out for today. I am very <laughs> exhausted as well. All right, Sarnax, help me find a coffin for his, for his size, I suppose. Very well, and I'll, I'll cast my lantern light. And as we as we go through so the room, you are upstairs, and so you're not on that level. You are upstairs oh, where okay. there are the wooden pieces of the workshop where the coffins are put together. The showroom is downstairs on the main floor. It's the first room you walked into when you first entered the. I'll uh, I'll just I'll pick them up and I'll put them over my shoulder, kind <laughs> of like firemen's carry them downstairs. One moment, Shepard. Sure. Perhaps we should take a look at these. And I'll gesture to the fucking corpses of seven vampires spawn. <laughs> you see as they, they have essentially at this point turned to ash. There are seven piles of ash on the ground, or on the, the floor around you. Is there any doubt that we have that these were the creations of the Countess? Well, I, I mean, it, it, these appear to be exactly what we saw in the basement of that other church. Uh, yes. And if if we know anything about what we've learned, then no, I, I think you're right on it. And then I wonder, 
who would these individuals have been in life? Were people going missing? Do they have family that were looking for them? Uh, maybe we can ask the father. He might know. He might have word of, of people around here that have gone missing, or, or they might not even be from this town. Why would she be turning all of these people into vampires, father? Perhaps other, other vampires in Barovia. I can't fathom what, what, what business would she have with such pawns, especially here. Wouldn't she keep her, her spawn in the, in the castle? Given the day we've had, I'm not sure I would put anything past the realm of possibility. Professor, consult the reading. Was it not stated that a powerful ally of the devil would be found with these bones. Well, it doesn't say these bones. It says a bones, bones of, of, of an ancient enemy. Perhaps we were presumptuous. Perhaps this is the ancient enemy, but maybe it's more of a metaphor. Maybe there is more there will be a lead, and hopefully this man can give us more information. Let's throw him into a coffin. Agree. So I'll try to I'll try to put him on my shoulder and like firemen's carry him. Honestly, with the the time that you would take to do this, it would be easy enough to to put him on your shoulder to begin to carry him down the stairs. Uh, and then we'll just try to find an empty coffin that's his size. Um, the door opens up into the main room, and as you look around, you see that sitting on the coffin nearest the wall. A woman in a regal black dress, no longer adorned in armor, lace spilling out from the sleeves of her outfit. She crosses one leg over the other, and you hear the wood of the coffin creak. My new friends, I see that you are getting integrated into the Lockean society. But I would warn you not to go poking your nose into other people's business, you see. It is not going to make you friends in high places. Now, we will let Heinrich go. He has done his part, and you can take those bones. But we won't hurt him, no? There is no need. He was simply... And she looks towards him. He's not faced towards her. He's over your shoulder. He was simply... out of his mind with... lust. You'll understand. Lust for bones? Why? No. Not for bones, Professor. For other things. Things only a woman like myself can offer him. You must forgive him for his misdeeds, you see. I will handle it from here, yes. And you will be on your way. But we will see each other for dinner. Yeah, soon. And we can talk it all out together. If you like. 
you expect me to just put this man down, leave him with you, and walk away like nothing's ever happened? Of course, why wouldn't you? Shepard, put the man down, leave him with her. Professor. And let's walk away like none of this happened. Anger in You can't be serious. Why are you so angry? She is the countess of this land. I would not disobey an order from her. I uh, see as she looks at you and a slight smile graces her face. A tendril of near bone white hair falls and lands gracefully on her cheek. She blows it away and it's almost as if it rides on the wind as it finds itself attaching back to her head in perfect in perfect placement. Um, I'll kind of glaring at the professor. There was, you see, an infestation. It was so kindly to rid the poor coffin maker of it. I know it caused him so much stress. I'll, I'll put the man down on the floor and I'll just pull out a small knife and like cut the, the bindings and then put the knife away. Now, friends, go get some rest. At the end, you have been so busy. Don't worry yourselves in things that you should not be getting involved in. I wouldn't want any of you to be hurt. Of course not. No, we are just simply continuing on with this expedition as planned. There is lots to be learned. And when you come to visit, we can talk about so many things. I will show you the castle and I think you will find many rooms there called answers you seek. Books, of course. Of course. Well, I certainly look forward to it. Uh, well, we'll be on our way. Good day. Good day. And I pick up my case and I just try to shuffle awkwardly out the door, like past her. She watches you, but she barely moves at all. It's just her head slowly turning. Come along. All? All right, Professor. Countess, I'll put my hat. It's Ma'am. great to see you again. As I'm leaving, I'll stop and turn. I'll look at her and I'll look at him. I haven't said anything to her yet. And I'll say, Am I correct in my presumption that you punish uselessness quite ruthlessly? That would imply that Henrik is useless. Very well. I wish you a good evening with one reminder. When there is the desecration of hallowed ground, that does become my business, Countess. Great, then you might want to make your way to the church. As you see, a poor coffin maker cannot be desecrated hallowed ground. I will do my duty as you do yours until next we meet, Countess. And I'll walk out the door. As soon as the door is closed and we're like 10 or 15 feet away from the, uh, the coffin maker shop, I just want to turn to the professor and uh, 
we, we gotta go now. She knew about this and she doesn't even seem to care. We have to get back to the church. No, not, now. To, not to wood until we're further away, Shepard, please, let's and go. I'm gonna start like, like jogging. I will try to catch up or try to keep up. So I guess we're gonna book it to back to the church. Right? Yeah, I'm not like full on sprinting, but I am a hustle. I am like going right back to the church. Like, doing the whole like dumb thoroughfare. Yes, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> You make your way back to the church. You enter in through the large arched doors and you find yourselves in the empty main walkway, the pews on both the left and the right. And you once again um, see the, you see the father at the very front kneeling in front of the statue of St. Andrew. Father, Father, is everything all right? He moves quickly as he turns around and looks at you. Yes, everything is fine. Is everything fine for you? Can, can, can we go in your office? Is, is everyone here still okay? Yes, you, you seem rattled. Is we, 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 we will move quickly. The, the children are fine. Irina is fine. And he quickly shuffles towards his office. You make your way into the small wooden room, the lone desk, uh, as he sits behind it and, and looks up at you. Um, a bit of alarm on his face. Uh, she, she knows. She, she knew the whole God's damn time. This, this is all... It has to be. Unless she has eyes everywhere, and I suppose she does. But she didn't even care. She could waltz in here and slaughter everyone. We should probably give some context as we... He's looking at you wide-eyed, a bit of confusion, but almost a knowing look on his face. Almost as if he believes he understands what you mean. We recovered the bones, the grave digger, the grave digger sold it to the coffin maker. We went to... But what reason would Milivosh have to sell the bones to Heinrich? We don't know. Oh, we, we assumed he did it at least for money, for, for whatever, but we don't know why, why the coffin maker would well this. I'm sorry? I pay him well enough. I pay him well enough. Uh, we, we, I don't doubt that for but a second. But the, the church does not have an abundance of money. I can't pay him so much more. And I, and that is totally understandable, but see, he's something about his siblings. He needs more money for his siblings. Either way, punish him as you see fit. We went to the coffin maker's shop. We found him, he took us to the bones, but there were vampire spawn in his, in his, in his shop. We, we destroyed them all, seven of them. It was by uh, a miracle, uh, the grace of, of, of Sarnax's god over here, that we, even, that that we right. even had any chance at all. That must have been a harrowing event for you. I... I do not understand why he would take the bones and leave them in his shop. Must, father. Unless what? He needed... You said, how do you know that she is aware of what has happened here? She was in the very shop once we nearly perished to the spawn, taunting us, collecting her stooge. She knew that we'd already recovered the bones. She knew. She knew about the bones? She said that he was overcome by lust and he was simply lusting for Shradanya, and that's why he did it. And she just let us go, provided we left, provided we left that damn coffin maker with her. 
he seemed almost charmed or betwixt. Perhaps she placed a similar charm that Mad Mary referenced with, her, with in regards to her, her daughter. Have you heard of anything like that? Can she charm people or... or I know that she is very persuasive. She's quite beautiful, and people will oftentimes do things for her. But I I don't know of the ability to charm. I do not have much contact with the Countess. I'm, I'm sorry, but that man is in grave danger, and there was there's nothing we can do. Uh, if he is in league with the Devil's Thrall, then he has... He has made his own path. Whatever punishment he gets will be too good for him. Lust makes both men and women throw their reason to the wayside. And it makes me doubt every single person in this land of death. Father, does this whole populace simply allow death itself to walk all over them? No. This is not in the lucky. We are fortified. We are far from the gaze. The devil's prod. She does not travel here. Yet so she has, it seems. Yes. But it is not a common occurrence, as I've said. I don't know what to make of all of this. Either way, we did not dare to defy her, given her obvious power and ability. Uh, so we, we left the coffin maker with her. She let us take the bones. You have the bones? We do. May I please? We need to get Sorry. these into the ground as soon as possible. <clears throat> do you need assistance, father? Please. Let us go. Let us, let us enter his remains. And he gets up hastily. He doesn't even attempt to take them from you. He sees that you have them as he opens the door and shuffles out. This is the quickest that you've seen him move as he makes his way weaving through the pews until he reaches the statue he's been kneeling in front of. You see as he gets down to his knees and he begins to strain and struggle as he attempts to push the statue to the side. It appears to be on some kind of track. Um, And it takes him a bit of time, but he finds the force to do so and he moves it to the side. And you see that there is a rough hewn uh, spot into the fresh earth beneath the floors, beneath the statue of this church. Uh, where there is a perfect indentation for the bones to rest. Would you like to lay them to rest? I would not presume the father of this church would do that. I will assist how you would suggest, though, father. You may lower them into their spot. You have done great here by retrieving the bones for us and returning the hallowed ground to this church. On this land, Spadania may not stand in all of her accursed ways. And so Irina and the children will walk safely upon the church grounds? They will. 
I look down. Is it dirt or is it stone? It's dirt. It's dirt. I'll I'll reach down and I'll try to get you know sink my claws into the soil and run it through my fingers and, and give it a, a smell. Does it smell like the same kind of soil of throughout Barovia? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll uh, I'll lay it to to, to rest and um, I'll uh, I'll reach to to Professor uh, Azran. I'll say, could you please present the bones, Professor? Oh. Do I have it? Wait, uh, I will take them out gently. And I'm sorry. And I'm, every single one. They're wrapped up in a oh, wrapped, So I have them wrapped up. Are they, were they recently wrapped up? Is that what they're supposed no, to be? No, it, okay. it's covered in dirt. You can tell that the bones are basically wrapped up in this velvet thing and placed into the earth. And you, I would say you can see that there are um, areas where the dirt is not... Um, like compact against the side where it looks like dirt is um, spilled over them and then so it's like they're laid on this velvet they're, the velvet is open on the ground and then the dirt is piled on top of them uh, so I will gra- I will uh, uh, hang my lantern up if there's any kind of hook anywhere and I'll hang it up and I'll grab the bones with both hands and I will uh, place them down gently and then I'll reach in and I'll uh, push all of the disturbed soil on top of it. And then I'll reach into my um, into my robes and I'll pull out a little uh, little black satchel and, and I'll reach in and there'll be some, some really potent ash and I'll just scatter it across. He, before you even are able oh. to put ash, he stops you. There will be nothing entered with the bones. Yes, this is not the time or place, Sonics. We cannot be sure of what is in that bag. These... And this is not the time for the conversation. Our ways are our ways. Please respect them. I will. And I'll take my ash and I'll put it back in the satchel. And I'll put it back in my robe as I'll uh, reach up and I'll pull my lantern off the hook. And I will uh, just say uh, very softly as I stare into the flame, Garrix, you normally care not for the petty squabbles of these mortals, but please cast your draconic eye over this church so that two lords of light may protect its grounds the Lord of Mourning and the Shadow of the Dragon. And please grant me the power to destroy. I'll step back. You step back and he slowly moves forward as he lowers himself to his knees and you see with his bare hands he begins to spill dirt over the bones and slowly pat it down. He places his hands upon the raw earth and begins to chant, a chant to the Morning Lord. And for the first time in Barovia, you see a quick burst of pure sunlight shoot in through the stained glass window and illuminate the entire area in which you're standing. For just a split second before the overcast clouds are able to snuff it out. But it was there 
in that moment. A look of shock falls over Father Lucian's face as he looks up, his hand still firmly placed over the ground. I've not seen the ray of pure sunlight a single day in my entire life. We are truly blessed this day. So this is hallowed. That, that morning, that, Lord be praised. No, morning, Lord be praised. That yeah. was amazing. And he slowly begins to start moving the statue over the plot again. He looks to each of you. Please help. Please help. It is very heavy. Absolutely, of course, Father. And you are able to slowly move the statue in place. Find a gold piece for every thing I've seen today that I've never seen before in my entire life. Uh, this this place is truly a mystery. This is a land of firsts. This land needs gods of light, as many as we can muster. Father is the goddess of the moon, a deity of light as well. I am not a worshiper of the Mother Night, but it is her light that leads people to her pasture. Regardless, the children in Irina will be safe. But I worry with the powers of seduction, how long until more minions come to steal the bones again? Perhaps bearing weapons or torches. In this very moment, the only people who know of their resting place are those in this room. Milivosh, the Countess, and the Coffin Maker. And that list may get shorter by the end of the morning. But in this, in this moment, the Devil's Throg cannot walk into this church. That must be the reason that she had the coffin maker obtained the bombs. There is something here she wanted, or planned to want. Yes, that is what has been bothering me. She knew we were bringing the bones back. It's as though she's already gotten what she wants. Oh, uh, well. You're uh, sure that the children are all right? Yes, I'm positive. I saw them a mere 45 minutes prior. Can we check on? At least, you know, say good evening. If you would like, they're in the first adjoining room to the right as you exit the church. Hey, that'd be good. Take, take a look, Shepard. Uh, do we have business here still, or are we going to get back to the to the inn soon? I don't mean to be a pest, but I am. Bush. Before we go, Father, what could possibly be here that you would want besides these bones? Are there any artifacts? Are there, is there anything else? Here that you think she would want? No, not in the church. I... There is only... One thing I can think. And that is, three days from now, we were to have a feast and celebration of the morning. The first time that many would congregate inside of the church. If... That was my fear. If the ground were not hollowed, what could happen here? With so many enclosed in such a small space. Oh my god. Aside from this, in the arrival of the children and the women, 
Nothing else has changed. Either she knew they were coming, or she had plans for the feast. I could not say. Well, I have no doubt that we didn't completely ruin her plans, whatever they are. Three days, you said? Three days, yes. As in tomorrow, the next day, and the day after is the the festival? Yes, on the evening of the festival of the blazing sun. It is evening mass. What what time? At 8 p.m. So it sounds like we're going to stick around here for a few days. Or at least get back here in a few days. Maybe we should discuss what our next plans are. Yes. We do have much to do in Velaki, so... Father, please take care. I will. I will stay in the church for now. All right. Mr. Morgan, please escort me to the children. No, absolutely, miss. I'll, uh... Uh, Father, thank you, and uh, proceed to where he mentioned they will stay. I will stay here in my thoughts and prayers, but I am greatly, greatly appreciative of what you have done for me, for the town of Volaki, and potentially for Barovia. Send first if you need us. One more thing before we go. Um, You mentioned that if we brought the bones back, you might have some tome or, or books about the Morning Lord. Oh, yes, of course. I will... I will grab that for you. He shuffles off for a moment and heads back to his office. It takes him about a moment, but he comes back with a very old leather-bound tome. Um, and it's um, it seems to be a hymnal as well as a text about the Morning Lord in general. Um, and he hands it to you. You may keep this if you see fit. Thank you. I'm not much of a singer, but this will still come in handy. There is... Valuable knowledge in these songs. Thank you. I will uh, open my keys very quickly, <laughs> put it in, and I'll close it. He <laughs> looks to all of you. He, he nods and closes his eyes as he leans down in front of the statue of St. Andrew and begins to pray and pick up his chanting. You slowly make your way through the rest of the church. The creaking wood beneath your feet echoes in the um, high arched room. As you make your way towards the door, you grab the handle and it turns easily as you swing the door open. And inside is a room full of desks and sitting at the very front are three um, bouncing children. They're giggling and laughing. The doors seem to be able to keep the noise from entering the rest of the church. At the very front, you see Irina a book held open as she's telling a story or a tale and the children are drawing or writing down what she's saying. They seem to be um, in some kind of lesson. The children's clothes have changed. Their outfits no longer dirty and tattered and moth-eaten. They're now in um, clothes that more resemble the outfits that you've noticed the Velakian people wearing as they've been milling around town. Dark colors, blues, grays, blacks, purples, but uh, a little more frilly, a little more um, interesting visually. Nothing nearly as striking or colorful or interesting as the Velaki, or not the Velaki, the Vistani, but um, definitely less drab than the Brovian people. And they seem to be comfortable as they are engaged in lessons. I think I'm 
Oh, all right. Hello. Um, I was not expecting to see you so soon. Uh, children, we'll have a we'll have a break. Feel free to mill about. And immediately, Thomas runs straight up to you, Shepard, and wraps his arm around your leg. He doesn't say anything. He just holds on to it tightly, and you he's he holds on as if he's hugging it. And then he, as you look down at him, it's he almost realizes, and he kind of leans up against it and kicks one of his legs out, and he's like. <laughs> Uh, hey, 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 buddy! Hey, kids! Uh, look, you guys are, are look how well behaved you guys are. This is this is great. Is we everybody are, all right? We are learning a lot of things currently. Good, good. That's that's great. You gotta you gotta stay up on that for sure. I'm going to be really smart so that I can go and I can do all kinds of things and like be an adventurer just like you. All, all right. Well, learning learn is the first step. That's what the good doctor always told me. You gotta learn. I'm going to be a doctor. I, fl- I think I'm going to learn medicine so when people get sick, I can fix them. And then I will kind of be like you, but also kind of be like the dragon. Uh, you'll you'll be even better. Yeah, you'll be like Sarnax for sure. And you see as he holds up a picture of an actual dragon. We were learning about dragons today. Wow. I know you're not a dinosaur. I, child, am also not a dragon, although... He kind of looks at you and his face falls for a moment. He's like... (sighs) But don't be disappointed. None of us are worthy of being dragons, young child. He looks at you for a second and then he looks at the girls. That's exactly what the dragon would say in the sky. (laughs) And... However... The fire of a dragon is what burns in your soul. That spark within you, if you foster it, let it burn, let it spread, let it blaze until it's a glorious inferno. Then you may not be scaled, winged, or clawed, but you will have the spirit of a dragon. He is definitely a dragon. He is long-winded like a dragon. I'm surprised he did not blow fire. That's really cool. And he touches your hand. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> do that, and I'm going to use. Uh, I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna kind of have this kind of strange look of uh, trepidation. And then I'll hesitate. I'll kind of lean down. And can I use thaumaturgy to do a little puff of... Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm just going to just do a... And there's going to be a tiny little thaumaturgy puff uh, as, as he does that. Oh, my God. Did you see that? I didn't. I can't be the only one who saw that. Did you see that? I, I did. Sorry. I know he wasn't. I know he wasn't. Magical things. Very, very impressive. That's so cool. We, so cool. We will be back in the morning. We just wanted to make sure that everyone was all right. Uh, you are not going to stay with us tonight. I would. I would love to, but we have a lot we have to talk about. Is Lady Irina going to stay with us? And they all look up at her with yes, big eyes. Yes, of course. We just wanted to stop by and see how you were doing. We're going to go over to the inn now, right? Okay, then. You four stay together always. All right, understood? We will stay because together. Irina is teaching us a lot of really cool things. That's how I knew that Sarnax was a dragon. That's great. 
promise me, all three of you. I don't know what color he is yet because he's both mean and not mean and scary and not scary, but kind of all dragons are like that. Keep working on it, but promise me, the three of you, you will not leave straight. Do not stray far from this church. Understood? We won't leave. And you listen to Miss Irina. I will always. Okay. All right. I will do that. Thank you. And you are learning about the duality of fire. Continue your studies, child. I will. I will do that. And one day, I will be a doctor, and I will cure people and be an adventurer. And I will meet another dragon. Very few are as lucky to meet two dragons in their lifetime. I have a feeling that you may be one of those few. You see as he hooks his thumbs into his into his vest and he kind of moves from side to side. Yeah, I will do this. I have to go learn now. I want to draw more. Yes, learning is important. If you want to be a doctor, stay on top of your studies. Could I be as smart as you? You've been smarter, I think. Okay. Take care. I'll turn to Irina. All right, children. It's time to head back to the front of the class. Please send word if anything... I want to kind of take her aside really quickly. Do you mind? No, not at all. If anything seems amiss, with the father, with the church, with the children, if you're feeling amiss, please... Let us know right away. Yeah. Send send word to the inn. We don't care if it's the dead of night. You wake us up. That's right. But you you cannot step foot off, off off these premises. So just find a way to send a note to the inn, and we will we will find out. Uh, so, so just make sure that don't leave here and send word if anything seems strange amiss at all, please. I I will ask. It's it's imperative for your safety and the safety of of, of the, the children. Of course. So far, everything has been fine. Father Lucian has been completely uh, um, amenable to us. He's gone out of his way to make sure that we're, we're doing well, and he seems very kind. The children are happy so far. They have a lovely little room and bunk beds, of all things, which they're enjoying quite a lot. And as she says this, you hear a loud slam against the window. All of your attention turns as you see the body of a, of a crow, blood spilling out of its chest cavity as it slides down the window. Having heard the noise and me being like sleep deprived, I immediately draw with my weapons before I realize what it is. And, the and children scream as they cower beneath the, beneath the desk. It's all right, it's all right, it's okay kids, it's all right. Nobody panic, nobody panic. And I, I put one weapon away as I walk towards the window. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Professor, I am. Is this an omen? An omen of what? Of what is to come, no Gentlemen, doubt. Let us go outside. Uh, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking out the window to see It is I'm, a stained glass window. There's no latch for an opening. Oh, yeah, I don't want to. Um, I'll roll an investigation <laughs> check. You looking at this, it looks as if the bird had this raven or crow. It's it's hard to tell. It almost seems to be mangled, but this black avian creature seems to have slammed face first into the window as if it had flown directly into it. And the impact itself um, crushing 
the bones in its body, almost plastering it to the outside of the window as it slowly slides down the glass, leaving a trail of blood and... Uh, all right, everybody. Material. Stay away from the window. It's just a bird. It just looks like just a bird. It is not just a bird. Well, maybe we should discuss that out of this room. Yes, let's just go around to the other side. I believe that we should not shelter Irina from trusting the danger that she is in. She walks to you and she grabs your hand. I am not unaware of danger, Sarnax. The children, however, should be sheltered. Now is not the time. You can fill me in another way. Yes. Agreed. But as children, we need to have a lesson. On flight. Now, let's sit down and let's talk about what's caused this. And we will move from there. I'll, I'll reholster my other weapon and we, we gotta let's just go check it out and let's get to the end, alright? Agreed? Yes. Uh, as, as soon as we leave the room and we're out of earshot of, of the four of them, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just a little shaky. I'm alright. You do look quite tired. I, just, I gotta get some rest, but the, the thought of, of closing my eyes is distressing. I, I must be honest. Well, Either way, we're going to find. We have to find some way to rest. Understand? Yeah. So let's just we should take a look at this bird. I can see if it's magical or not. Like that other one. All right. Although it's now dead, I suppose the magic may be gone. I'd say you do an Arcana check to see if you see any residual magic. There is no question. But it is a similar bird to the one that you killed yourself, Professor. Well, let's just see. So I want to walk around to the outside. You walk around to the side of the church and you see the lifeless body of, and from this vantage point you can easily tell that it is a raven. The lifeless body of a raven lying amidst the dead grass and the rocks. As you move towards it, you slowly pick the form up in your hand. Its head lolls off of the side of your hand um, as blood begins to pool in your palm. And I need you to roll an arcana check. Nine. You look at this and it's really hard to tell with it being dead. Uh, as far as you can see, there's no magic currently on it, but remnants of magic you're unable to detect. Uh, uh, also, Prestigio, I don't want to use Prestigio to clean up the blood off the window. Um, and uh, I'll... Uh, I don't really get a sense of magic, but I mean, it's dead either way. The, the, the magic may be gone. Uh, let me try one more thing, and I'm just going to cast just instantly, so we don't just stand around. Uh, I'm going to cast detect that detect magic. Okay. While he's doing this, I am just. Oh, I have to. I have to take a lot of uh, ten minutes. So, do you mind if we have ten minutes? I, I, that's fine. I'm going to keep my back basically to the window and what he's doing, and just keep my eyes on the thoroughfare in the street. Um, make a perception check. I'm on fire right now. Twenty-five. 
All right, you keep your eyes. You spend about ten minutes to do so, and just as just as you're about to finish, you just detect magic. You begin to notice um, bustling along the thoroughfare what appears to be a group of about five five, maybe six men. It's hard to tell. They're really tightly packed together. You see as this tightly packed group of people is walking through the t- thoroughfare. They have a sign. The, the person at the head of it has a sign in one hand. You can't really see what it says as they're raising it up and down. And towards the back, you see that they have a woman and a small child in manacles as they're pulling and dragging them down. They're, they're cheering, um, come one, come all, the festival of the blazing sun. As the people in the back are... Um, are grabbing and pulling these uh, this woman and this child from side to side and they're pointing their fingers at them all will be well all will be well and they chant that as they slowly walk forward you notice that the people that are kind of milling about on the side look at them shake their head and turn and continue about their business as if this is something that they have seen um, on occasion. And it is right about this time that you finish your detect magic and you can tell that there is outside of, I would say your detect magic I would probably can't, but you can tell that the ground is hollowed. But outside of that, there are no other magical spells. In effect. Professor, if you don't mind uh, hurrying up a little bit, something's going on. Uh, well, it's, the ground is hollow. The bird is not magical that I can tell. Um, um, before we go anywhere, um, how did the bird come? Like, what direction did it come from? Roll a perception. No, roll a survival check to see if you'd be able to tell the trajectory in which it hit. I got a 14. It looked like it flew straight in. It was as if it was flying and it just went straight in. Did it cross over the graveyard or did it come in from like a side property? It looked like it would have crossed straight over the graveyard. Crossed over. Cool. Okay, just checking. I... I'm concerned at the surveillance and the machinations of folks. I would like to speak with Irina once more before we leave. That's that's fine. Let's just let's just make it snappy. What's what's going on? I was, I, I was I, concentrating. I, I don't know. They're they're transporting uh, prisoners or something. I, there's a, a woman and a, and a, a child in, in manacles. A child. I, I, that's why I don't I, look. I don't. I don't know what's going on, but they're they were chanting at him and dragging him through the thoroughfare, and and, and I just they mentioned they went the off that direction. The one the priest mentioned, the first one of the blazing sun. Is wait, so that's the same one he mentioned, right? Hmm? Is the blazing sun? Yes, yes that is the festival in three days, and they were having a feast in the evening at okay, the church in celebration of the morning lord. Um. Why would they have people in chains to, to, to celebrate? Doesn't I, seem right. I don't know. Perhaps we should take a look while Sarnax speaks with Irina. Yes, please catch up, Sarnax. We will. We had already seen individuals in stocks, did we not, earlier did. today? Oh, you're right. I didn't make the connection. Do you think it's related? I would not be surprised. I will hurry. Catch up, please. I'm gonna go try to find uh, 
I'll be behind you in this room. So the three of you, or four of you, Connor will be with you. The four of you make your way down the main thoroughfare. You are, I will say, um, staying within a good distance of them to continue to hear them and see where they're going, but not close enough that you're getting really into um, into their space. And they essentially just keep chanting the same things. They seem to be. Um, touting about the festival of the blazing sun and that all will be well. And as for you, Sarnash, you make your way back inside. You open the door to the room and once again you see Irina um, telling the class about flight and how it works and the dangers of flight. As she noticed the door open, well, children, uh, one moment, I will be right back. You stay right there. I would like to see a drawing from each of you of your favorite bird. And no, Thomas, a dragon is not a bird. Just because it has wings does not make it a bird. Understand? And he, yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and he begins to start drawing. She makes her way towards the back of the class. And she uh, slinks out of the door next to you, looks in, checks on them, slowly shuts the door. Is all well. Pardon the disturbance, Miss Irina. Not at all, Sarnax. I must ask you a question. Of course. Do you know where the heart is? Do I know where what? The heart. My heart. On a humanoid. Well, I know it's in their chest. May you produce your blade? Do you have it on you? What are you trying to ask me to do? I am going to show you on my person where you should strike should any stranger approach you. not going to kill a stranger. If anyone means you harm, you may need to. She, roll a persuasion check. Natural one. Uh, so I do not... Uh, you don't know that. You're proficient. I am proficient. Six. She looks hesitant at first. Well... All right. And she reaches into her bodice and she pulls out her blade. And she hands it to you. It is not for me. You see, someone like you does not need to be strong and brawn like Kana. All it takes is a quick motion and a bit of deception and I'll quickly pull out my sacrificial dagger and just to gesture. She jumps quickly. Oh. All you need to do is know where to strike. And I'll put it back. And I will open my robe slightly and I'll press directly into a point on my chest. Now take your blade and press it directly here against me. I don't want to hurt you, Sarnax. Do not strike. Feel where it rests. Feel the motion. Her hands trembling as she puts the tip of the blade up to the flesh on your chest. And she's staring at it, afraid that any movement could cause harm to you. All right. If anyone approaches you and means you harm or the children's harm, use that blade. Strike here. One blow will do the job. Yes, Sonic, I will. For the children. To the children and for you. Yes. You have much to play here. 
I am afraid of that, but I believe you might be right. She quickly moves the blade away and her hand trembling as she slowly puts it into back into her bodice and she sighs heavily. Well, it was not how I expected this afternoon to go. I thank you. You're welcome. Perhaps it may save your life one day, but I pray you never have to use it. You might not be the person to ask a shepherd. No, he's not. Would it be wrong for me? They're so small. Should I get them little blades? I'm afraid they wouldn't, you know, Thomas. But I worry for them ever so much. No, they're too small. No, they are not too small. Look, I would teach them, of course, the way my father taught me. I got mine around Thomas's age, but... The world is cruel. Nature is cruel. We live in a a realm of death that wishes to kill us. The flora, the fauna, even the civilized folk. Oh, talk to Father Father Nugent and see if and what he can provide. And if he agrees, as I think we both agree, then they should be able to defend themselves. All souls must be prepared to take a life should they wish to sustain their own. Those are true words, but I must get back to the children. Be safe. You as well. And we will see each other again soon. Soon. And I'll turn. She places her hand on your shoulder and she squeezes it quickly. Well, good day then. And she opens the door and quickly bustles inside. And I'll try to hustle to get the group. It doesn't take you long. Uh, it seems like the group of people with the two manacled uh, commoners, they seem to be taking their time on occasion. You'll see as the um, burliest of the men grab the two by the manacles and they'll um, direct them in front of the crowd, almost as like a warning um, as they pull them back into the group and continue their chanting as they make their way. Um, the slowness of this um, of this display allows you to catch up fairly quickly. Uh, and this has been going on for, I would say, about ten minutes now. Uh, are there, you said there's some people out kind of watching this. Yeah, there, there are people who are milling about, going into different shops, um, some peddling wares, etc. And they notice, and they'll kind of look, it's almost as if they're looking to see who it is, and you see that a few people look like they recognize it, and they, sh- they shake their head, maybe they roll their eyes, and they continue about their business. What, uh, did you say roughly what time it was? I didn't. Um, and I'm trying to think. You got there, and I got into the locky at about two-ish, or you finished with at the church about two-ish, and then it was probably about an hour at the coffin maker shop. Let's say it's been another. So it's probably about somewhere between four and five. Deep. Yeah. Okay. It's slowly, the right. evening slowly approaching. Excuse me. I'll just kind of flag someone who's standing around watching. Oh, hello. I, I didn't mean to bother you. What is this display that they're... Oh, you're, you're, not, you're not from around here. Yes, um, they're spreading negative opinions, you know. So, malicious unhappiness, of course. They get put into the stocks. The, the child was? Of course. Malicious unhappiness. You you go to the shops. What, what does that mean? 
matches and happiness. What, what could they have done to spread that? She looks around. We really shouldn't be talking about this. Well, and she pulls you off of the road. You see, the Bergamas, for as long as I can remember, he does multitudes of festivals and things. He believes that happiness in the city of Lothi keeps the devil strolled away. And, well, of course, anyone who is seen being malicious or spreading unhappiness, who doesn't believe that all will be well, which is a slogan, that they're spreading malicious unhappiness and they're punished. So, recently we had the Wolf's Hem Jamboree, and a lot of people felt that it didn't really do much for the town, and more people have been charged with malicious unhappiness, but... I'm sure that whoever that was and her child, they were just saying that the festivals aren't any fun. That's mostly why people are put in the shops. Because so all will be well. All will be well. And you see as she smiles and the crowd turns. All will be well. And they, they chant and they brandish the prisoners around as they once again turn and make their way back up the thoroughfare. And what is the punishment? Well, it, it depends on the person and what they've done, of course. For them, I'm imagining they'll probably spend the night with the donkey's head in the stocks and then they'll be let free. But depending on who you are, what you've done, what you've said, the kind of unrest you've stirred, sometimes the burgomaster punishes you himself. And those people I don't often see again. But, as you know, all will be well. Professor, yes? I think I need to go to the inn. Uh, uh yes, of course. She uh, looks at you and she taps you under your chin. If I were you, I'd smile. All will be well. I give her, like, a sneer. Like a, okay. It's at least better. Yeah. Well, I must be on my way. I can't be seen with those that are frowning in the streets. Thank you for your cooperation. Happy to meet you. All will be well. And she turns around and bustles away. Let's get to the inn, please. All right. Let's go. Sarnax, we will fill you in. Yes, it is right about this point that Sarnax makes his way to you. (laughs) You begin to make your way towards the inn, this mob still following ahead of you. As you see the inn... Um come into view, you notice that they continue along towards the crossroads that eventually veers to the right and heads towards the center of town. Um, you, however, are heading straight to the inn and not following with mom? Well, we're already here. Perhaps we could just... What? I would like to see this ritual in person. I you mean the punishment. Yes. There's punishments. There's rituals. They're performing worship. I would love to know more. I mean, we, 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 did we get the impression that this was going to be carried out on the festival? Wasn't that one of the things they said? The what pun- will be carried out? Their punishment. No. No. We, she she simply said that they're just going to be um, added to the stocks. So I'll read you okay. what you saw when you originally walked through the town square um, as it mirrors essentially what she said was going to happen. Okay. What, what was the um, term she used? The malicious, malicious uh, unhappiness. 
The shops and homes that enclose the town square are decorated with limp, tattered garlands and painted wooden boxes filled with tiny dead flowers. At the north end of the square stands a row of stalks, locked in which are several men, women, and children wearing crude plaster donkey heads. In the center of the square, peasants in patchwork clothes eye you suspiciously as they use cups and vases to draw water from a crumbling stone fountain. Standing tall at the center of the fountain is a gray statue of an impressive man facing west. All around the square are posters proclaiming, Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year. The Wolf's Head Jamboree. Attendance and children required. Pikes will be provided. All will be well. The Baron. You then saw that there were a bunch of men who were tearing those down and in their place putting up come one, come all to the greatest celebration of the year, the festival of the blazing sun, attendance and children required, rain or shine, all will be well, the Baron. Listen, I, I understand your curiosity and I'm not saying we shouldn't go at least take a look, but I mean, I didn't even realize that there was a, a crime for, for if we had said or done the wrong thing. God forbid what would have happened. This is a very curious place. A, a crime for just saying something. I Fine. At least while we're out in the open. Yes, let us look chipper. So let's chip her up and I think just to investigate why they would need children at these things. And yet we see and now we see a children in chains. To be very clear, I'm not going to chip her up. My charisma is like negative something. So I am like very much like, like I just have, I have resting tiefling phase. <laughs> Noted. What do you mean to chip her up? You mean smile, sorry. Just look happy. Fake it if you have to. I think well, we're all faking it. If it uh, helps anyone to chip her up, I have ensured that the children will be provided with blades. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> I really wanted to maintain this. Well played. What if they hurt themselves? It will be a valuable lesson. Uh, all of the children. Wait, uh, did, you, did, you, did you give them, you gave them knives? Well, I have ensured that Irina will provide them with knives. Yes. Why? Why? How is that relevant? You know, this is that's fine. I, I mean, I got my first knife when I was just a kid. I mean, Thomas is is what eight, nine? I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's old like enough. Four. No, he's he's okay. He's seven. Okay. Um, the older, the older, um, the youngest, eldest daughter, the eldest girl, Alana, is um, around nine, and then Myrtle okay. is four. The, the oh, youngest, my, four. the youngest child might <laughs> might be. Yeah. <laughs> she might be a little young, but the others are, are old enough. It's fine. It's she's worth learning how to defend yourself. She is uh, too old. She's she's far far along. Four years old. Well, uh, well maybe in your culture, but the, we have a knife. You don't yes. really get that dexterous ability until you're a little bit older. I mean, it doesn't hurt to learn what they do, and it's for safety. Obviously, I, I'm with you, Sarnax. It was a good idea. I'm just upset I didn't think of it. It is never too early to learn how to take a life. Well. These children were just in, in boxes, me and a day ago. Yeah, we're going to make sure that never happens again. Well, exactly right, Shepard. In the rooms of blades that will assist I, in that promise. I pray that they don't have to use them. Uh, maybe, maybe tomorrow, if we have some time, we'll stop by and maybe we can show them a thing or two. Wait, I try my creaky chair. Well, uh, if you would like to get some rest at the end, we can take a look and then 
Octavia, if you'd like to go back. I mean, uh, now I don't want to abandon everybody. I, there's still a little bit of daylight left. The sun's going down, but... If you can last uh, maybe another hour or so, probably much shorter than that, we should just take a look around. I'm very curious All right, about... All right, I'm not, I'm not leaving you all hanging out to dry. Let's go. Nice. Uh, I will turn and lead the party down towards the center of town of Hanson towards where the mob is headed. It is as you get to the center or the crossroads, Sarnax, you notice a hooded figure lurking off to the shadows. This is the fourth time you've noticed this same hooded figure. And as you notice it. You see as, so you're at the main crossroads, the one that heads up towards the lake. Yep, right here. As this entity or as this figure realizes that you've noticed it. Just Sarnax. Just Sarnax. You see as it turns and heads directly down the road straight towards um, Lake Zarovich. So you were the only one that noticed this. I will immediately say there is a hooded figure watching us and is uh, leaving a Heading away from us towards Lake Zarovich, I suggest we make pursuit. What? What? Shepard, there. Keep an eye. Uh, and I look the direction that he's pointing. Do I at least see the the road that he's referencing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the main roads. Um, you, when you were at the gate coming in, the guards told you that there were three gates. Um, this one, one towards the lake, and then another one out of town on the opposite side. Um, and that main road is heading towards the gate that leads to Lake Zarovich. So the one to the lake is the so way the north the gate, the well. Zarovich gate. No, they are heading down a smaller road towards the center of town near where the coffin maker shop was. Um, do I see? Do I? I don't. Do I see the figure he's referencing? Where they already gone? Um, I will roll a perception check. That's going to be a 19. Uh, you're, the figure isn't staying to the road, but you do see is a hooded figure is kind of um, moving in and out of different shadowed uh, pathways, making their way down the road. Professor, he's right. And are you sure he, he was watching us? Well, they are watching us. This is the fourth time I have seen this figure. Yes. It is no coincidence that it could be an agent of the Countess. Yes, yes. Let us try to get more information if we can. Only in this town they've been following? Only since you started. This is the fourth time I'll say that you've seen this figure. Yeah. Uh, since you left the church. So the oh. first couple of times they didn't look to be... Um, just like suspicious at all, but now that this is the fourth time you've noticed, and they've noticed that you noticed, that um, it became suspicious. All right, with that, I'll just start to walk towards that direction. I will follow behind, trying to look nonchalant, like we're not chasing somebody. Right, right. We're walking with purpose. We are not. Yes. Uh, we're not hustling. At least until we get down this road, nothing ain't there. You continue down the road. This road seems to be lined more with houses than businesses, uh, more of a residential section of town. As you continue moving through, darting from house to house, 
you see as this figure shoots across the thoroughfare, pulls a key off of a key ring, inserts it into the door of an incredibly large mansion, the largest house that you've seen in this entire village. The door swings open, a large arched door, and this figure jolts inside. Even from this far down, the sound of the slamming of the door almost reverberates through the ground. Looking up at you, this house seems disgusted with itself. A slouching roof hangs heavy over furrowed gables, and moss-covered walls sag and bulge under the weight of the vegetation. As you study the house's sullen countenance, you hear the edifice actually groan. Only then do you realize the extent to which the house hates what it has become. Sark, Sark, was that him? Yes, it was. And this could be another answer from the cards. Do we see me, like, like, placard outside of, like, something house, or, like, a number, or a, a roll an investigation check? Yeah. <laughs> Not, you know, like, old houses, they would always have... My like, fucking tail! What, what are you referencing, science? Oh, that did me dirty! Oh, so good! It's like a four. You notice that there doesn't seem to be some kind of placard. It's overgrown with hanging bits of ivy. You can't read what it says. You actually have to walk up to the house and move the ivy out of the way to read it. This is a mansion, is it not? Isn't there a wealthy individual being with the countess? That's exactly right. I pull out the map, try to, you know, like, like we're tourists, like, oh, hey. Um, I pull out the map, and I want to see if I can, does this house that we think is the, or that we got confirmation is that wealthy woman's house. Yes, it appears so to be in the same location. This is right. The ivy is covering the name uh, 30 feet away. I would like to, as subtly as I can, use Mage Hand to just sort of brush the ivy away to see if I can read it. Just be aware, everyone, because whoever went in that house is most certainly watching us right now. And they have been since we've arrived. And I'm not too concerned about keeping this entirely secret. Perhaps we should just walk up and knock, taking this on directly. Well, I suppose we could. Do we think it wise to knock, perhaps get invited in, perhaps be led to a grand banquet hall, and then when more vampires fall on the ground, crawl out from beneath the tables, and we are all exhausted and tapped out? Do we think that will end well for us? Mr. Sonics, it's awfully pessimistic. We seem to be realistic for this land. Those. Well, I think the no, Victoria. I think depending on what we can learn about this state, I say Manum, and I'm going to send my hand and just gently move the As ivy your out hand of the way. moves the ivy out of the way, you see a an iron placard filigree adorning the border and the words Walker House. Watcher House? Walker. Walker. W-A-C-H is actually pronounced Walker. Don't correct me. T-E-R-H-A-U-S. Whose last name was that? The the lady. Right? We've we've heard this name before. Yes, we've heard of Lady Walker, yes. Right, so this is the Walker House. Okay. But it's, yeah, but the it's, W. Yeah, so it's pronounced Walker. You said W-A-C-H-C-E-R? Mm-hmm. H-A-U-S. 
Eight Um. Well, this at least confirms our suspicions. Um. But we, we, we don't have time to, to worry about this right now. We're all exhausted. You especially. I'm alright. I'm alright. And I think let's head back to the end. We know that she knows. And I would say at this point, because you turned this way and chose to investigate this versus go following the mob, they would have already put the people in stock. She would have missed that entire. Okay, so it feels like it's been long it enough. It feels like it's been there. long enough that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to see them simultaneously. Well, he did damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Yona would say get away. Is someone on me right now? <laughs> well, let's return to the inn and get some rest. Agreed. Uh, I think we've got some things to discuss before we retire, but we do. At least let's get to the safety of our rooms. Exactly right. Relative safety. So we'll return, and I guess you, we already got rooms, right? You yes. did. You make your way back towards the Blue Water Inn. Gray smoke issues from the chimney of this large two-story wooden building with a stone fountain and sagging tile roof, upon which several ravens have perched. A painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance depicts a blue waterfall. We should retire to our room so we may have whatever semblance of privacy we can be afforded in this land. Agreed. And you make your way up you open the outside door that makes its way to the guest balconies, and you find that there are two rooms immediately off to the side. You're easily able to enter in to those rooms. I didn't Entering into the room, two cozy beds with matching footlockers rest in the far corners of this 15-foot square room. Wolf furs are heaped atop each bed. Between the beds, a lamp sits on a table under a shuttered window. Two tall black wardrobes stand against the walls by the door. Put down my case. I'll put down my lantern. All right. Well, <clears throat> it's been quite a day, and I believe we need to plot our first course of action. Um, I think the obvious next step is to try to get into that house. The Walker house. By what means, Professor? I'm, I'm still not opposed to just walking up and knocking on the door. Well, we have two options. We have the forward approach, as Victoria suggested, or we could use subterfuge. And maybe in the dark of the night, slip in. I would not presume that if the individuals that live in that house are allies of the Countess, that we have any subterfuge in our pockets, so to speak. They will know that we are coming. They will know that we are here. They will know where we are at every step of the way. You have the doll in your case. There are ravens in the sky. There are hooded figures around every alleyway. That's a good point. I guess, I guess if I may be so presumptuous, the professor is just concerned that if we knock on the door and they turn us away, then we've got no other choice but to force our way in. That's right. Um, 
We need to be careful, though, because I certainly don't want to end up some kind of criminal for creating unhappiness or whatever that woman was mentioning. It's quite a predicament, this. The Countess is a strong ally, clearly has a high position in the town, and within her home, presumably, are additional bones, or at least some key, some some knowledge, some wisdom. Uh, in my case, it's very closed right now. Uh, in regards to very possibly <laughs> defeating her. I'm concerned about the dolls in the case. I think we all are. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll go to my case and I'll open it up and I'll say, I believe it's time that we at least end the magic on the doll. I've gained some power after that fight with the vampire spawn, and I believe I can get rid of it. If, if that's something you think you can do, and we can still use that doll to convince this girl that we are who we say we are, then I don't see any other problem with that. Uh, so I will reach into my case and grab the doll. You reach into your case, and you move your hand around, but you find no doll. Oh, is it behind me? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't do that. It's so it is like behind me. <laughs> it is in this moment that you hear is one of the wooden armoires against against the wall. The door swings open, and hanging from the wooden rod inserted inside, a noose around its neck is the doll. A sick smile on its face, the stitches no longer in the place they had been before, but now in a lilting, almost awkward smile. I, I jump back and immediately, what in the fucking nine hells? Just, it slowly begins to spin around and around and around. Professor, do it now! This film! And I cast a spell magic on it. Okay, roll for it. Oh, wow. It's that high. Okay. Oh, oh my god. god. You don't want to play. This is horrifying. Okay, I choose one creature, object, or magical effect. Mm-hmm. I will choose the object. Um... Three spells, uh, each fucking spell, or higher on the target, make an ability check. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. Uh, on a s- ability check, okay, so. It's plus five. Yeah. So we'll see what I roll. Oh my goodness. Uh, that is a, a 22. Yeah, no, it doesn't dispel it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Twenty-two. You extend your hand out, and you say the um, the verbal um, component to the spell, and you see as the spinning halts quickly, the noose completely disappears as the doll drops with a thud to the base of the armoire, its arms hanging limp, its hair spread out around it. You now see that the strange smile on its face has righted itself back to just the curved stitch smile it had previously. Oh, the gods. Did, 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 did you do it? Yes, uh, yes, yes. The magic is gone, but 
There is evil here. How did it get into the case? I, I mean, the in itself. You, you, you haven't even. It's like the case has been in your, your, your. I've been holding it. Please do a thorough investigation, Professor, of every inch of your case. And please tear apart this room as well. So I'm going to go through and just, like, look through my case and in every, like, you know, my reagent kind of section, and then I'll close it and open it and check the, the storage compartment. Um, and I just want to make sure that, like, everything is in there, that it looks fine. Is there anything amiss um, besides this doll being missing, where I thought it was? Uh, I, I know I know that I'm, I'm tired. And, and I'm not quite thinking right, but what if, uh, are we sure that that, that that woman, Mary, she even has a daughter? You rummage through your case and everything seems to be in place until your hand comes in contact with a folded out bit of parchment. Oh my god. Is it a bowl of wet spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> Field dreams! <laughs> Professor? Uh, it seems to have full agency in my case. Shall I, Professor? Yes, please. Wait, you were holding your hand. I thought you had a lighter. I was like, too far! Too far! <laughs> That'd be cool. No actual lighter. <laughs> I'll ignite the corner of it and just uh, watch it burn. And then I'll just, as it, as it gets to a little small thing, I'll just flip it into my lantern. And for chat, I just want to share this off. This is what it said. Murder. With a little smiley face. <laughs> That's horrifying. We, 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 don't, we don't even know if this woman, this Mary, is, is, is not, not another one of these, you keep calling them, eight agents of, of the Countess. Um, I, 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 I don't even know what to think. I, I felt like she was telling the truth. We're being played for fools. I, I know, I know. Can I pick up the doll and, and just kind of investigate it and feel... I want to, like, squeeze it and see if I feel anything inside. Does it feel, like, totally normal? Um, yeah. Um, roll... Ooh, should I even have you roll for this? No, I mean, you're squeezing it. You're... You, you feel that there is something hard inside of the doll. Shall I? I'll pull out my sacrificial dagger. Don't deface the front. We need it intact if this daughter I'll turn it over and just kind of expose the back through the through the dress. Is it in the back or is it inside? It's like, just inside it's in, the the in, a, in the body. Not in the main the body. This is the proper form. And I'll lay it down. <laughs> you don't want to see your creepy underwear? I, oh, I, I saw her creepy no, underwear the looking, first day. I'm not looking at creepy underwear. Because I pulled her dress up and then I felt kind of weird. <laughs> I was like... I'm just curious. <laughs> you place the tip of the blade into the fabric of the doll as you slowly slide the blade along. And you feel it come into contact with something. There's no clink. There's no noise of metal on metal. 
there there is a feeling of resistance for a moment and you spread the doll apart and inside are three severed fingers they appear to be not fresh but only maybe a month or so into their decaying process the thick um the blood that had remained inside of them um coagulating around some of the stuffing the fingers appear to be feminine young like a teenage girl is that all that's i i I shuddered ask in there oh i'll look around and i'll start all that's in there why do I have any magical, like, reagent power of severed fingers? Like, does that uh, sound like arcane magic to me? Uh, 24. Uh, you know that there probably are some, you know that hags use strange things like teeth, etc., but you don't know of anything. Um, off the top of your head where you're like, oh yeah, that uses severed fingers. Um, and I will say that you know well enough that the spells that were on the doll did not use severed fingers. <laughs> How long ago was it that Mad Mary said that her daughter ran away? It was weeks. Next. I believe weeks. I'm gonna hold. Probably up. roughly about a month. Does it look like this has been, for my knowledge of, I, I, I in, in, uh, you could roll a medicine to check start, to see. So. <laughs> like, how do I word medicine <laughs> in a way that isn't obnoxious? Nine. Um, they are young fingers. Um, it falls within the rough timeline, and the size looks like they could potentially be from a 15-year-old girl. But you don't know how much fingers change from 15 to 25. This... Quite a lot. <laughs> Perhaps, Shepard, she did have a daughter. Did being the operative word of that sentence. God damn it! What is it with this godforsaken land butchering children? Can we see, um, like, from his check how they were detached? Yeah, uh, it looks like it was a clean cut. Clean cut. Well, it's hard to say if, by the way, these are from children. Whether it was Bad Mary's daughter or... Mary's daughter, she not call Bad Mary. The daughter or not? This doll is not a threat anymore. Fingers are removed, there's nothing else left? No, there is not. But for what purpose do we have to bring it with us? In case she's still alive, maybe go break the spell. Alive, missing three fingers. We don't know if they're her fingers. She allegedly charms many young women. It all connects. Either way, was it not on false pretenses that Mad Mary gave us this doll that was clearly bewitched? You think she knew? Why wouldn't she? 
There is no risk in taking the doll now. There is no more magic. I can confirm that. I removed all magic from it. It can't be used to spy on us. It can't come alive. It can't make nooses. It can't write murder on a piece of my parchment. It's just a doll now. And if you could save someone, why not just take it? I'm with a professor. There's always time later to burn it. Then you will be the ones to carry it. So we're back in my case. I will place my hand on the chest of the doll where there's a huge gash, and I'll say, Rapare, and I will mend the gash shut. Okay. Uh, so that it's just a full doll without any ripping. Any, any fingers. Any fingers in it. Yep. Um, I hope you come in useful. I hope so as well. I am becoming more and more uneasy of the running theme of children. And even if the children are given knives, what's to stop one of the many agents of the Countess from snatching them up? The hell ground is all we can do. I mean, we could hire guards, but they could be charmed just as well. Lust is powerful in this land. First thing in the morning, we arm the children. Fair? Fair. I have some other things I'd like to do as well. We've got a couple of things on the docket talking about this, this mansion, and we need to find that man with this monkey. The toy maker. Yes. Correct? Yes. Uh, you're in charge. I'll go where you say. We should devise some sort of plan. You quickly hear a knock on the door. Kana, please open the door. My hand is on my weapon. Kana slowly opens the door, and you see the innkeep that had uh, that you'd purchased the rooms from standing there. You you have a a letter arrived from Doctor House, and she hands it to Clayton. Is it addressed to me? No. I won't take a look. She hands it to you and, well, have a good evening. And she turns and bustles away quickly, clacking downstairs. As you open the letter, it's very simple. There is a seal at the top of flourished W. New friends, I invite you to dine at my home tomorrow evening, 8 p.m. Please, grace us with your presence. Lady Fiona Wachter. This is all far too coincidental. All of this. Uh, do we think it's a trap? It is absolutely a trap. But when we out-trap the trap, that is my thought. Exactly. They are indeed laying a trap for us. But... I believe that they have no idea what they are getting themselves into. So here's, if I may, Professor. This this place is just absolute godforsaken hellscape. I I don't think that there's anything. All all bets are off at this point. My only concern 
is if in the course of what we're doing, they come after us to try to put some town, city law on us, whatever you want to call it. What then? As far as I'm concerned, this is, there's, there's no, we got nothing left. I'm not letting anybody put me in some goddamn stocks. I, I understand. I understand. I, I perhaps we could appeal to the burgomaster and enough townsfolk, at least in Grovia Village, it sounded like they oppose Shalanya. They, they wanted they would be free without her. Maybe we can somehow appeal to the burgomaster, but if he's the, if he is this baron that we keep hearing of. Perhaps he's part of, part of all this. It's I hard to say, but I think we are powerful. We could handle some guards. We could get away with your shadows. We can. We have ways out. It might be the first time you've been an outlaw, wouldn't you? That's correct, Sarnax. I, I don't talk about it much. I like to think. I've set myself on the right path, but regardless, my point is, if anybody comes for us or stops us or tries to get in the way of us doing what we need to do, I ain't holding back. Yes. Neither will I, and rest assured, no one will put you in stops. The city will burn before that happens. How did they know we were staying here? They seem to know everything. The ravens. They're everywhere. Well, so not- no, there's only one in. That helps. <laughs> I'm saying your intelligence is high enough you'd make that connection. <laughs> uh, either way, let us thoroughly investigate each room to ensure there's nothing there's nothing left that is spying on us. I can see us while we are here. And I'll take 11 minutes and cast Detect Magic. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll go through both rooms just detecting, and if you guys want to, like, physically... Yeah. yeah I'll shuffle things around, around use the yeah. lantern. The room seemed to be free I'll of magic. I'll pull my hood off. Aside from, obviously, like, your case and any of your vestiges. Yeah. The things that should Arch, be magic are magic, but aside from that, you don't notice any other magics. Once we're kind of realized that we're in... in not in any immediate danger, I'll take pull off my hood and I'll sit down with my lantern on the side. And like finally breathe aside. There will be no peaceful rest while we are here. I, I know you probably mean that in a we have a job to do sense, but uh, you know, in a, in a more literal sense, I'm or as tired as I am, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep. You must try, Shepard. I will. I just, I don't, I don't even know how to begin to comprehend these things. Well, one day at a time, just a moment. Worry not about your comprehension. The thing that you do need, however, is your finger on the, that trigger. Hey, you can count on that. I'm glad. I am going to retire. 
I, I will as well, but uh, pr- Professor, do you have some spare parchment in the writing implement that I could borrow until tomorrow morning? Yes, of course. Thank you. I, I'll return the, the, the writing implement. Um, I will make sure that my alarms are set. Uh, do we care how we divvy up these rooms? There are two beds in each room. Who would like to sleep on the floor? I'm accustomed to it. It's fine. It's you're, fine. you're exhausted, Sonax. Why don't you take the floor? Uh, Thanks. I will take a bed then with Mr. Morgan and the ladies can share the other room. Is it medical? Let's get That works. Uh, but uh, once we get into our uh, respective rooms, I, I'll just... You said there's like a lamp or something, like a candle or whatever. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna I, I just need to ride a little and, and clear my head and I, I promise I'll lay down and close my eyes and I just want to write a letter before I get away. You pull out the uh, supplies that Clayton provided you, the quill, the parchment, and the inkwell, and you begin to you dip the quill into the ink and you begin to write. Just a couple of different. And letters. at first, you don't notice the change, but as the lamplight flickers, you realize that you're not writing with ink, but blood as it begins to drip down the parchment. Uh, uh, I only rub my eyes and I I look at it again. It's just ink. I am am very tired. I'll finish my writing up. I'll put the candle out, I, I promise. If, if you want to go to bed before me, please. Take your time. You lay yourself down to sleep after doing your nightly rituals. Are you going to do anything special before you go to bed? I'm going to kneel down uh, at my bed to pray. And as I close my eyes for just a moment, I'm going to see that tendril that fell down from Strahd blow back up. And then I'm going to bang my head on the thing, or uh, bang my hand on the bed and continue to try to pray. You all fall asleep. Victoria, you begin to dream. You find yourself manacled to the bed, blood spilling around you. You look down, and where your stomach should be is a huge, empty hole. Your spine completely exposed, but you feel no pain. And you look as the blood is pooling and pooling and pulling as it starts to fill up the room around you. You look to the side and you see Kana sleeping peacefully on her bed as the blood rises and rises, covering her. You see her hand reach up. She looks like she's flailing as she's drowning as your blood fills the room. Everything goes dark. Do I wake up? Shepard. Oh, hell. Sorry, I'm, I'm messaging you right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm focused, I'm focused. Here we go. You dream of wings. The wind blowing through your hair as you soar over Barovia? From this high, it's hard to see what you're looking at, but you're riding atop something, you're astride, a huge beast. You are a huge beast, a monster, a dragon. 
as you look down at your arms and your legs, your wings unfurling as you fly, soar over the land of Barovia, a silver dragon. You let out a burst of flame as you annihilate the land around you, burning this damned land to the ground in, in your wrath. You circle around and you find yourself landing atop the ruins of a huge mansion, a place you've never seen before. Dragon statue, tiny in comparison to your dragon form. A sense of accomplishment. A sense of power. A sense of righting the wrongs of the innocent and defeating the devil's fraud as you watch the land of Barovia burn around you. You wake up. We all wake up. Yep. Then we do we get a long rest? Yeah, you all have a long rest. Yep. Wowie Zowie, that was Woo, feels good to have my hit points back. <laughs> Oh. Nice oh. All right. Uh, I, I, I've got some things in town I, I'd like to take care of. Uh, welcome to join. It won't take long. I'm just popping out real quick, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe Sarnax and I will, will pick up the, the the daggers for the children and show them a thing or two. So, so again, Professor, if, if you'll give me leave, uh, I won't be long. Please just keep an eye out for things. Sarnax, are, are you interested in, in joining? Of course. Both of our eyes will be useful on this quest. We, we won't be long in, in any kind of, of, of lessons that we give these children. It'll need to be repeated anyway. We'll, we just want to make sure they're safe. Yes, yes, of course. Um, if you don't mind, I'll stay in, do a bit of reading and, and writing. We shouldn't be gone long. All right. Be safe. Are uh, you accompanying them? Uh, you, you can if you'd like it. Nothing urgent. Sure. It's up to you. Please, by all means. Any, anyone is welcome. I just don't want to leave the professor alone. As long as Connor's still here, that's fine. Connor will keep watching. All right. Let's, Let's proceed. Uh, I want to prepare my spells. Um, I'll have my invisible servant make tea in the room, because that's something mm-hmm. we can do so I don't have to go downstairs. Um, and I want to turn my uh, my case into a writing desk and uh, try to transcribe while they're, um, while they're out. Okay. You're easily able to do that. Uh, Kana sits silently and um, watches the room as you do this. Uh, the rest of you make your way um, across the balcony, uh, the guest balcony overlooking the tavern area of the inn and you see that it is um, completely vacant except for two men that appear to be passed out at a table to the corner um, almost in a drunken stupor you see as um, the lady of the inn is uh, shaking them attempting to wake them up and ushering them out Um, it doesn't seem too interesting as you make your way outside down the stairs and along the path heading down towards the church it does not take you long uh, before you're able to get there, you walk up the steps, enter inside, and you see it just as you left it the day before. Um, 
Father Lucian is once again still in front of the um, the statue praying, and you can now that you know where the room is, you can hear the faint muttering of noises coming from the schoolroom. Uh, did did Sarnax get the idea that we would need to purchase daggers first before we go there, or that that? Uh, she said she was going to be talking to uh, Father Lucian about obtaining daggers. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, he was going to try to get them daggers. Okay. I mentioned then that. Then that's fine. Yes, yeah, fine. Then yeah, we'll just go. That's we'll just go right up to the room, I guess, and, and head in. We'll, we'll knock on the door. You knock on the door, and uh, you hear shuffling on the inside as the uh, the door creaks open slightly as you see Irina's face peek out. Oh, it's just you. Well, are you coming in to say hello to the children? Uh, uh, yes, and uh, I believe Sarnax uh, mentioned something about uh, learning how to use a weapon. Oh, yes, I, I talked to Father Lucian. He is considering it. He believes that Thomas should definitely have a dagger and that Alana um, may require one, but he believes that Myrtle is a little too young. Though we are, we're still in conversation about it. He is having them brought over later today, and they're, they're at least Thomas will be having his first lesson. All right, well, well, I, I think that's reasonable, given that this is the father's house, and as long as we, we're still going to teach the young one, uh, because it's, it's only right that she's aware of, of the dangers of these things. If, if that's all right. Of course. Um, he would really like to see how the elder children do with the teachings. And if they do well, they could motivate her to take it seriously. And if they do end up hurting themselves, it will be a valuable lesson. But we're not going to let that yes, happen. Yes, As long as the lesson doesn't take their lives. No, of course not. This is about safety, and, and in the meantime, we can use my dagger. That's that's fine. We'll just use one that I have, and we'll just give them an overview, and we, we can do this uh, maybe for the next few days while we're still here. You would like to teach Thomas? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, and I would, I would oh, like well, Sarnax's help as well. If that's... He would, I'm sure he would prefer that much more so than Father Lucian teaching him. I'm Honestly, when I brought it up with him, I'm not quite sure he even knows how to wield it at That's That's all right, and, and, and I, I think we should move it forward with, with teaching uh, Myrtle as well, even if we don't give her her own dagger for a little while. Well, if you're planning on doing the teaching, then I don't see why we couldn't. With Sarnax's help? Yeah, absolutely. Well, when would you like to get underway with the lessons? Uh, the children are currently doing their reading, and then we have writing, and then we have mathematics. Well, the uh, the, the professor's uh, doing his morning uh, preparations for the day, so we've got uh, maybe an hour to spare. We can do it now. We've got some oh, errands to run while we're in town. I wasn't expecting that, but um, I could push them their lessons forward an hour. Uh, we would be greatly appreciative. Well, come on in, then. You have daggers. Uh, I've got mine for now. Sarnax, maybe just show. keep yours to yourself. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel. Not about suitable this. for a child. Well, we'll do what we can. Thanks. She ushers you in, and I'll say that you you spend the next hour or so um, explaining uh, daggers to the children. Thomas is completely enthralled. Myrtle doesn't seem to care at all. Um, she she has maybe five minutes of attention before she's drawing, and um, she keeps drawing horses. She seems to really love horses all over her notebooks. Um, 
but um, you spend the first hour of the very first day teaching them what they are and how to use them and how sharp they are. And Thomas gets a little overly excited and um, nicks his finger a little bit and uh, Sarnax is able to heal it, but it's, it's the first lesson on how dangerous they are. And from that point on, he seems to handle it significantly more carefully. Um, a valuable lesson. Want- in seeing so, um, Alana is able to tell that she too does not want to nick herself with it, and so she is careful. I want to spend a considerable portion of the hour explaining and trying to help these young children understand what it means to defend oneself and take a life. Because this is a very harsh reality. Of I'll say you, you get to the defend yourself part, and as you start to get into the heavy taking a life portion, Irina stops you and it's been about an hour. I think that conversation would be better to stop tomorrow with. All, all right, of course. We want to be respectful of everyone's time. And more so the children. They should leave shortly after that conversation. They would have a harrowing rest of the day. Understood. My apologies. And it is about there that you're able to wrap up with the children. She ushers you out and continues their lessons. You're now standing um, at, outside of the church, unless you wanted to do anything with uh, Father Lucian. Um, and it's been—I would say—it's probably been almost an hour and a half, almost two hours since you left. I just—we don't have to RP it if you don't want to. I just want to find a place where I can find someone who makes clothing and, and like accessories, and have uh, dresses made for the girls and a hat that looks like mine made for Thomas. And I'm willing to pay whatever it costs to, to have that done. And, okay. Um, did you want to? Did you want to go get the professor first and see has the majority of the money? Um, I was going to use the money that he gave me. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll say if you want to do that, you're you're welcome to. Just whatever it costs, you let me know and I'll take it out of my own money. Um, um, so while they were doing that, I would be just out in the graveyard, um, kind of having some quiet contemplation time and just kind of going through the roads and reading the stones. <laughs> Okay, I'll say you're easily able to do that. A lot of these seem incredibly old. Uh, roll, uh, roll a perception check. Sixteen. You weave your way through, so you're separating. Essentially, you're staying behind while he heads off to. Uh, just while they were inside teaching me kids, oh. I would have just been kind of in the yard of the So in church. the meantime, you're meandering through, and one of the things that you notice is, um, I would say it's about 15, maybe 20 minutes in, you start to notice that on some of these tombstones are the words, had a soul, lacked a soul, without a soul, with a soul. And... Not all of them have this, but there are tombstones that will say the name died here this day without a soul. Interesting. So they they would have one of those four, not more than one. They would have one, one of these, those four. Whether it said without a soul, lacked soul, with a soul, or they wouldn't have anything at all. So not every single one of them has it. Weird. You leave the church and you're able to meet up with Victoria. Yeah, again, I we don't have to RP the whole thing or anything like that. But but basically, whatever I find, I want to have those items made. I'll pay whatever it costs to have them made, with the explicit direction of when they're finished. If I don't come back to pick them up, they're to be delivered to the church to the three individuals, and I'll pay extra for that if I. So it'll be thirty silver. Yeah. 
And how much time are we going to say has, will have transpired just by um, the time we get back? By the time you make your way to the center of town, to the shop, you're easily able to walk through town. You see um, the stocks. You see that those two people that you remember from the day before are there with the people who've been um, the women, children, etc. that had been the, there the first time you'd walked by. Um, the stocks are now almost full as these people are um, manacled into them with the plaster donkey heads over their, over their actual heads. And you're able to walk by. Uh, people mill about, seem to be disgusted by it, but you see as they walk away, they all put a plaster on fake smiles and nod at each other. All will be well. All will be well. As you make your way through, um, the entire thoroughfare is lined with shops, uh, produce, uh, which seems to be uh, really lacking. And the the items that they have seem to be part, at least partially rotting, but there seems to be enough for sustenance. Um, sustenance. A baker's uh, shop, you also find... Um, you walk past a strange, darkened building labeled Blinsky's, to- Blinsky's. And your eyes dart to it for a second, but you continue on uh, without Clayton with you as you make your way towards what appears to be a tailoring boutique, a sign, no name on it, just with a thimble, a thimble, a spool of thread, and a needle. Um, as it swings back and forth in the wind, you make your way in, you... Uh, spend a little bit of time um, with Laszlo, who appears to be the owner of the tailor shop, and you direct him to what you would like to to be made and where to deliver it. And he says it will take, you know, about three days, given the, luckily the size of the children makes it a much easier thing um, to craft and that he will have it delivered for you. All right. All right. You easily make your way back to the inn. Um, as you make your way in, you're walking along the, uh, the the guest balcony that overlooks the tavern area, and you see now that it is just the uh, just the owner as she's cleaning up behind the bar. The two drunkards that were passed out on the table have since left, and uh, you make your way into the room to find Clayton and Con. I believe I've successfully transcribed everything that I found in, in Death House. Wonderful. Exactly everything. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was very productive. Are you, you happy now? now? So we have some time before our dinner engagement. On our way back, I do not know if you noticed the toy shop that we passed. Yeah, I was keeping my eye out for it. I believe that should be our next stop. It didn't appear to be open, but at the very least, we could go, uh, you know, wait, see if anybody shows up. Yeah. Professor, or Victoria, when you refresh my memory on what Madam Ava said about the bones, about the toy maker. Yes, it was the artifact card, if I'm not mistaken. This card sheds light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. Look for an entertaining man with a monkey. The man is more than sense. So if this is right, if, this, if these cards are accurate, this man may put up some kind of front, or some some he may try to rebuff us, and, and I don't think we should take no for an answer. I agree. It is fated that he will aid us, whether he likes it or not. Well, 
you out and about? Did you see where his shop is? We did. <laughs> All right, then lead the way. Done. So while we walk, I go, put your hands up. Of course. I spent some time out in the graveyard while the children were teaching the children. I saw something peculiar on the headstones. It seems each one was denoted with a, a recollection of the soul, either they had a soul or they did not. How many had souls versus those that didn't? Significantly more did not have souls. Meaning that most people that die do not have their soul. It's curious, isn't it? Yes. It is curious. I do I in my past research with Barovia does that does that strike a bell at all? No. Nope. Uh, I, I I don't. Unfortunately, I, that doesn't sound familiar at all. So what would rob them of their souls? If not if not the land itself. So we'll, we'll continue. We continue along down the winding paths past the strolling commoners until you make your way to. The merchant district. You head straight towards the sm- the strange, dark shop of Blinsky Toys. This cramped shop has a dark entrance portico, above which hangs a wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse, with a bee engraved on both sides. Flanking the entrance are two arched, lead-framed windows. Through the dirty glass, you see jumbled displays of toys and hanging placards bearing the slogan, Is no fun, is no Blinsky. Uh, so this is it. Uh, I, I guess he's open. It's a little dark in there. I am failing to see what the proprietor of this establishment could do to aid us in our battle against the darkness. Out of character. We showed the doll to someone, mm-hmm. and they said it looked like one of his. It has a label okay. on the side that says, is no fun, is no Blinsky. Right, okay. Well, I mean, at the very least, uh, well, I'm not going to make assumptions. I'll take my hat off and I'll try the door. The door gives you just a tiny amount of resistance, but it seems to be just the rust in the mechanism as you're able to turn the knob and push the door open. A small jingling bell dingles as you walk in. (laughs) (laughs) Jingles as you walk in. I don't know why I said dingles. you walk in, uh, dust uh, puffs up around you. It doesn't seem like this place sees much traffic. Lining the walls are the creepiest of toys. Off the side, you see a a transparent bag, a a fine, um, almost silk-like fabric woven together, um, just enough that you can peer through it, and it appears to hold what looks like marble eyeballs. A strange dolls with misshapen heads and um, lolling smiles, um, very reminiscent of the doll that you have, seems to line and fill every single corner of this of this place. And behind the dark wooden desk, hunched over, seems to be a man in a purple outfit, a jester's hat upon his head. He's a large man, chubby, and perched on his shoulder is a monkey. A live monkey. Not a doll, not a toy. You see as it rifles through his hair beneath the cap and seems to be picking and eating things from his scalp. Uh, After you, Professor. 
Uh, hello, my good man. Uh, do you happen to be the man known as Blinsky? Well, hello. Welcome to Blinsky's. Blinsky's boys. Is is that a is that a yes? You you are Blinsky, or are you just a? Player? Are you looking to buy toys from Blinsky? Potentially, these are lovely dolls you have here. Um, I must say, I've never seen a monkey quite like that before. Just oh, like you like Piccolo? Piccolo, oh. I, I do very much. You uh, do like Piccolo? Would you like to hold him? Ah, uh, well, uh, perhaps... Piccolo, like you pick him. his hair. <laughs> and he holds Piccolo out to you. You oh, see oh. this huh. small pet monkey. Um, and he's got a strange little mask on his face that seems to be fashioned for him. It's um, stark white with rosy pink cheeks. He looks strange wearing it, but he doesn't seem to bot- mind that it's on him. As he has a mask on? As uh, the monkey leaps from Please. Blinsky's hand directly onto you and immediately starts picking through your hair. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 what's the hat? What's the hat? And I take my hat off and say this. You move it just as he seemed to make a motion for it. Um, uh, reaches like reaches out and then goes back to pick, picking at your hair. Uh, uh, well, uh, oh, this is not the most comfortable. Um, uh, so I will ask you again, are you Mr. Blinsky? I am Mr. Blinsky. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. My name is Blinsky. It is on design. It's no fun. It's no Blinsky. Well, that is a very charming uh, slogan indeed. Um, I came up with it myself. I am the master of tiny wonders. Well, I, I wanted to ask you something. I, I, have, I have a question. Uh, here we go. And my case will float up and open. You see he looks interested at what you're doing. And I will pull out this doll. And I will ah. say, does this look familiar? Is this one it of yours? is one of my creations. It is a tag. You... Do you remember who you sold this one to? I sold that to Mary for her daughter, and now I'm French. God, this accent is hard. It was the music to be it fair. Was, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was for Mary, for her daughter. So, Mary did come here. Do you know, have you met her, her daughter before? It was delivered. I have not met her or her daughter. I see. Did you sell it recently? Hmm. Fifteen years ago. I see. It's got a pretty good memory, then. They're all in here, every toy I've ever made. No. Yes. Would you like a tiny gallows? And he reaches over and you see a tiny gallows. You pull string, it cuts vegetables if you like. Why, why would you even suggest that? Does it look like you could put a finger in it? Yeah. See, but be right. careful. Do you want toy? You hear in Blinkskis. Do you practice the medicinal arts, Mr. Blinsky? I do not. I am but a humble craftsman. Have you ever been to Barovia Village? Maybe once or twice. Maybe or definitely? Eh, definitely once or twice. I don't travel often. I prefer to stay here and to work on my creations. Piccolo, the monkey. Is he from Barovia? I am not sure where. He came to me recently, but I like him. How recently? 
maybe a month or month or so. It was given to me by this strange traveler in town. He's staying at the Blue Water Inn. Oh, so you haven't had the money long? No, it was traded to me for some toys. He was quizzical, this man. Wow, that's it. He's the the carnival man. The man with the carnival wagon. Uh, we, we don't know him, but maybe we'll find him. Oh, everyone knows of him now. Do, 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 do you know his name? Yes, his name is Rictavio. Shepard does literally that. <laughs> Professor Rictavio. Yes. How do you spell that? Just like it sounds. Doesn't matter. Followed by Tavio. Doesn't matter how it, how, how it spells it. It matters what it starts and ends with, my friend. And that is? R in the O. That is what. Um, well, uh, I appreciate uh, this lovely doll. Uh, that I, I would really appreciate. Would you like to buy some more from me? I no, could. No I have. I have some new things. I have this hag doll, and he shows no, you what looks like a horrific hag doll. It seems to be made out of some kind of um, flesh woven together. It appears to be animal flesh, not human flesh, as far as you can tell. Sir, we're not buying anything from you. Put that it goddamn thing down. It smells just like you would think a hag would smell. Oh, no. no. Do you have a little baby in your family? Do you want this? It is a death rattle. And he pulls out what appears to be a rattle, but the head of it is a skull. Oh my god. Do you like there are little bones inside that jingle and make the rattle noise. You are an appalling individual. I am not. I am a. I'm a genius. I'm a creator of tiny wonders. Do you have anything more agreeable? Well, let me look. I have. Would you like this little coffin? No. <laughs> I wouldn't like a little coffin. Uh, anyway. Are we done here? I think we're done. I was thinking maybe you could get a toy for the children. Do you have okay. a dragon, Mr. Blinsky? Do I have a dragon? No, but I could work on one for you. Sorry. Uh, the place we went to before, we don't, don't, don't do this here. Okay. Oh, I see that you have a lantern. Would you like this lantern? And he holds up a simple lantern with a hood covering. The hood spins as the bass plays a music box tune to reveal pictures of clawed monsters, winged demons, witches, and wolves all over the wall. Different hoods seem to be able to be purchased, telling different stories. How Do much is that? The, the, little, the little hooded lantern? Yes. Do you want the set of ten different story hoods? I mean, that's, that's actually, that's actually that. cool. It will be three gold pieces. All right. I don't want to be assumptu- uh, presumptuous, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess you didn't make that. I did. I make everything. I don't actually. I am not as good as Von Berg, but I am learning. If it's for the children, that's fine. That's as good as you. Can I recall... Von Berg? What? As good as who? Von Berg. He is my, well... I consider myself to be a student of the great inventor and toy maker Fritz von Berg. You know, speaking of him, I hear that Lady Stardania has one of his masterpieces in her castle. A tiny clockwork man. You know, she likes... She likes newcomers to Barovia. Like a wind-up toy. 
Yes, like a clockwork man. If you happen to make your way to dinner, because she likes your kind, do you think you can check him out for me? I've asked on multiple occasions. No one's come back, so I'm assuming they can find him. But if you happen to be there, would you look for the clockwork man? Sure, whatever you say. If I could study that little clockwork man, I could make amazing things. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of this, you... You, yes, you look yes. like you are a smart man. Would you like a tot in the pot? Based on the name, I don't believe so. Are you sure? What, tell me what it is. He opens up the cabinet and he pulls out a depiction of a hag stirring a cauldron with two withered cloth arms. As he cranks the stir, a haunting tune plays. As the tune crescendos, a scream is heard, and a child's head pops up out of the cauldron. Oh, I'm done. Put to it reset down. it, he pushes the child's head back put, into it. Put it down now. We will be going. Um, good day, sir. Please, Rufus. But, but what about my Vistani fortune teller? Go on. He holds up a clockwork bust of an old woman that comes to life when he puts a silver coin in the slot. She moves back and forth. It's got a question. What is my name? Dargos. Sometimes she lies. It's fine. <laughs> Sit down under the, under the cabinet. Uh, well, uh, charming, yes. But uh, no, I believe the, the lantern will be fine. Um, well, thank you. Uh, good day. Uh, in, please take your monkey. And I rip it off and I throw it at him. Hey, leave Dunder's piccolo. He's one of the most valuable things I have ever gotten. I'll put the, the doll back in the case. Um, and Are you sure you don't want to look through more? I have a flayed rocking horse. We're sure. Yes, please. Uh, maybe we'll come back. A flayed rocking horse. Carved to look like a horse whose skin has been removed. His muscles, tendons, and blood vessels are all intricately shown. And it rocks back and forth. Do the children of this village find this amusing? Well, you know, they take what they can get. Do you do commissions? <laughs> I do. What would you like to have created? A dragon. Just a dragon? A great red dragon. Do you know what that looks like? I know what a dragon looks like. Does Is he going to breathe fire? Do you have that ability? I can see what I can do. Yes, fire. Fire Ooh, or flame. And if you put your fingers near its mouth, it will bite them off. No, no, not that. Flame. Produce flame. Then gold pieces. Uh, for yeah. a commission. I, I like lean in towards Tarnax and like whisper to him. Don't 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 give anything to the kids that might harm them. I don't trust this guy. If a toy dragon harms them, it will be a valuable lesson. I mean, I, no, I, I get that. I, I'm not, I'm not doubting that or you. I, I don't, I doubt this guy's ability. I don't even think he's malicious. I think he just might be an idiot. He is made all you of know, these wonderful abilities. I just realized, and he looks through this big leather-bound tome. He goes back 
probably about halfway. I gave that dolly name. That's Morbid Molly. Yes. Yes. This dolly. Yes, Morbid Molly. Morbid Morbid Molly. And like, and the the purchasers of this doll, they they knew that before they bought this. Yes, of course they did. Come to name it. Such an interesting name. I looked at her and I said, as I stitched her lips on, "You look like a molly." Well, that's very creative. Yes, I, I believe he meant more of the morbid aspect to the moniker. Yeah, you know, that is just what came to Blinsky. Before we leave, while yes. while we're doing our transactions here, what do you what do you fill these dolls with? You know, bits of fluff that you find around, some hay, loose straw, old grass. It just depends on what's available at the time. And that's it. Of course. What else am I going to put in it? That's a great fucking question. Do I, I completely work? agree. Do I recall before Sarnex cut the doll open, did the seeming look to have been disturbed or did it look kind of consistent with the rest of... I mean, the seeming on it was pretty haphazard to begin oh, with. Oh, it was. So. Okay, so this is not... Exactly. It seems like I guess her eyeball it's, is... It seems like it's, you know, it's created in a way that it was intended. The craftsmanship seems great for okay. how it was intended, but it's not... So there wasn't some obvious thing where it looked like it had been ripped open and restitched. Yeah. Okay, got it. Do you want to buy the Burgomaster's hand? That is a local favorite. I mean, of course, you know... What is that? I did ask, yes. What is that? Well, it is a clockwork dismembered hand wearing a white glove with an ornate signet ring and dress shirt cuff with gemmed cufflinks. It moves around on its fingers when wound up. Oh, that actually sounds a little fun. How much is it? <laughs> Three gold pieces. Pay the man, Professor. Why? Pay the man. Oh, here you go. That is an absurd... Pro- <laughs> What, what else do you have? Would you like to get the laughing top? What is it? A wooden spinning top that looks crudely carved. Hey, when did I write this description? It looks finely carved. <laughs> Yet when it's spun, it catches the carving in such a manner as to make the sound of children laughing or crying in the distance, depending on which direction the top is spun. No, we don't want that. Do you have any dinosaurs? Let me look. I've got a jester marionette, a wooden puzzle box, a faceless doll, coffin jack in the box with a few things, marionette puppet theater, toy Vistani wagon, pair of clown masks, wooden top, stuffed bat, torn up Vistani dolls, headless doll with detachable heads, miniature gallows, wooden nesting dolls, batmobile, musical merry-go-round, ventriloquist dummy, nightmare rocking horse, a zombie doll, toys with dice, another straw doll, I have some eye marbles, bone slide whistle, I've got another hat doll. I got bone dominoes. I got this stitched together little teddy bear. Um, I've got a Raven Song music box. What is that? Oh, the Raven Song music box. It's yes. a clockwork raven that sits atop a porcelain skull. You see this skull right here. Winding the mechanism in the back plays an eerie tune while the raven pecks the empty eye socket to the rhythm of the music. How much is that? <laughs> Three gold pieces. Professor. Oh, just, is that it? That's it. I'm cutting you off. Other Iberi dinosaur. Um, let me look. We've got an executioner's coin bank. Um, I've got the hearse. 
Um, let me see. Lil Undertaker's Understudy. Ah, that's pretty much. And then I've got this entire set of dolls back here. And he opens a cabinet. And you all immediately see pristine, near-perfect dolls. Maybe 20, maybe 30. All of their faces, an exact replica of Irina. You stare in and you see the likeness, at least 20 to 30 likenesses of Irina staring back at you. These are a little more boring, but you know, they get the job done, they're toys. Professor. Yes? Please sell me. Please do not tell me you are most intrigued by the boring dolls. Yes, yes, we are. Can you tell me a bit about their construction? Well, they are made with what I can find around here. Like most dolls, I spend a little more time on them because if I don't, I get yelled at. And, you know, they're just very boring. You get yelled at by whom? The man who has to make them for him. Why? Um, who is that? He's just a local man around town. I suggest you start talking. I suggest you get out of my shop if you're going to be rude. No, 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 hey, no, we don't have to be rude. Just... Where did you get the inspiration for the faces of these dolls? They're quite beautiful. I just, I need to make them once a month, and then everything is all will be well. All will be well. And why do you care so much about these dolls? I was just curious that a grown man would have such a need for so many dolls. Do you know what he does with them? I don't know. It's none of my business. And a new one every month. Do they do anything particularly interesting? No, that's why I'm surprised you care most about these. They are literally just dolls. It's not like any of these fun toys. Well... He certainly sounds like interesting. Can I inside check this guy? Yeah. 22. Uh, yeah, he seems to be completely honest. He's really confused as to why you care about these dolls instead of the more interesting toys that he's shown you. Um, and he seems to be uncomfortable answering questions about the person who... So do you sell these dolls? I, I make extras, so, like, I would sell some of these, but you could not have them all. Though it does disappoint me quite a bit that you're not more interested in the hearse. How much for one of those? Three gold pieces. Professor. I'll take one. Okay. You can pick one. Are they all They're different? all roughly the same. They're just wearing different dresses. And you notice that, like, as you go through them, um, the faces are more and more close. Like, from the top to the bottom, it seems like the faces are uh, slowly getting better over time, as if he's, like, mastering the structure of the face. Um, of course, well, uh, here you go. Uh, I'll start through payment, and I'll do my little business, uh, and I'll cast suggestion on him. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> here you are, here's your payment, and you simply must tell me everything there is to tell about these dolls hold nothing back. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm so excited that you are a patron of my shop. Oh, this um, I've been making these dolls for quite a while now um, at um, order of Isaac Strasny. He's the strange man that works for the Burgomaster. He told me exactly how to make them. And every time I'd get it wrong, he'd yell at me until my face got better. I don't know why he wants this face. I just know that he wants these dolls, so I make them. It's very disappointing to me that he doesn't want one of these very inter interesting toys here because they are much better than this dumb doll with his dumb face. Well, I understand your pain, although uh, the face is very beautiful. So you said his name was Isaac Strozny? Strozny, yes. Strozny, all right. Um, and he works for the Burgomaster. What does he do for the Burgomaster? He's like, uh, what, how do you call a henchman? He's like the muscle. He's one of the men that strings up anyone who is caught being unfun in town. Unfun? Yes. So he is working... Is it really the Burgomaster that wants these dogs? I have no idea. As far as I know, it is Isaac. He comes in sneaky-like every month, and as long as I make sure he has a doll, he doesn't rough me up. How big is this guy? He's pretty big. Not big enough, Shepard. That's what I'm thinking. Sorry. Well, um, do you happen to know where he lives? He has a room in the Burgomaster's mansion. And is the Burgomaster also known as the Baron? Yes. I see. Um, well, friend, thank you so much for these dolls. Would you like to buy any more of my toys? No, we've already given you 20 gold at this point. I know. It's That's quite a bit of gold. Great for yes. me. Please, make sure you let everyone know it's no fun, it's no Blinsky. You found toys at my shop and I do commissions. Yours will be ready in about a week. I will come back and I hope it is made in flame. Yes, come back with more coin and I sell you lots more things if you would like me to. All right, good day, sir. You've made me very happy. I'll turn and I will leave. You as well, thank you. As I'm leaving, I'm just going to each of the things that we got. I'm just looking at it physically, fascinated with the, the, the clockwork. You yeah. Well... That is an absolute nightmare. I, I, I just don't understand what it is about this place. Why, why, why have toys designed after hags and children? I don't... I don't understand it. This whole world is a nightmare, and I think more and more it is almost literal. I believe you're right, Sonax. I wonder, I think at some point we need to speak with Irina, see if she knows about the existence of these dolls, see if she knows anything about this Isaac, about the Baron, she's never left Barovia village. The how this this seems entirely unlikely. Uh, while I'm in full agreement, and, and I couldn't cannot stress that enough, it doesn't seem like it's going to end or stop or go anywhere anytime soon. More importantly, there's a man back at our inn that we need to speak to. I agree, and I don't want to put that on your shoulders until we know more about it. Agreed. That's good. 
Is there any way we can hurry back to the inn? Lead the way. I'll put the doll in my case. Okay. You make your way back to the inn, and you are just going in through the main the main room. You walk into the main tavern area, and it is once again just the same woman uh, cleaning up behind the bar as you enter. She waves kindly at all of you as she continues to dry out um, some of the uh, cups that she's been washing. You can ask her too, but I guess I will. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me, miss. Uh, yeah, yes? Um, do you happen to know of a, uh, carnival man oh, who's staying yes, here? Oh, yes, Rictavio. Yes, we just, we were just, uh, we were about to tell and we heard lovely things. Oh, he's quite entertaining. Um, we are, we are very, uh, charmed by carnivals in general and we'd love to just chat with him. He's oh. staying here? He is. Uh, he won't be back until the evening, though. He is out most of the day. He left early this morning. Oh, well. Um, we'll have to catch him later. Do you know where he goes? Is there a No, not actually so. I, I believe that he checks, he checks on his carnival wagon. Um, that's stationed in town. Um, but he's... Quizzical. He, he likes to learn things. I know he, he visits a lot of people and um, asks a lot of questions and performs magic. Uh, sounds like our professor. So he is a man of arcane skill. Well, I'm not sure if they're tricks or actual magic. It's interesting, nonetheless. And where is his wagon in town? His wagon, I believe, that it's stationed. Is it still totally empty, by the way? Yep. So it's been empty like every single time we've seen you it. Didn't go, you didn't go into the area before you went to bed last right. night. But, right. But when we woke up, there were like, what, a couple of drunks? Yeah, a couple of drunks. About it. Um, you know that it, she tells you that it's stationed at um, Arasek Stockyard, actually. Arasek? Arasek? Yes, it's, um, it's a small family-owned stockyard, but um, I believe that the... I've, I've seen the carnival wagon when I've walked by. All right, well, thank you. I look forward very much to meeting this man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he would be happy to meet you as well. I hope that you're finding your stay in the lock. He is comfortable and happy. Are you excited about the festival? Or are you interested in... Well, I would offer you a drink. But N- no, don't you worry. Jeez, is there something wrong? Something we could help with? Well, nothing you can help with, I'm sure. My husband isn't going to want to talk about it. If, if you had the pleasure of meeting Irwin, I don't think we have. Tell me around this evening. I'm sure he would love to meet you all. We. Our stock of wine has been running low. The shipment from the winery hasn't come in, and that word from Barovia, the village of Barovia, of course, that theirs has not arrived yet either, and I'm sure you're having a wonderful time in town, of course, all will be well, but without wine, the townsfolk tend to be in dire straits, and we're running on our last. So I would offer you some, but I... I really should keep it. 
for this evening. That's quite all I certainly understand. Will there be unrest? And what was it, malicious unhappiness? I, I couldn't begin to imagine. If there were to be no wine at the festival? Oh, let's not think about that. Hopefully Erwin will have figured out what's going on with the shipment from the winery. This has never happened before, so... I'm sure that there's a simple reason as to why, and he will he will resolve it. Of course, and as we all know, all will be well, of course. All will right? be well, and she smiles at you, and you can tell that the smile is forced. But the festival should be quite fun. I'm, I'm sorry, did I get your names? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, I apologize. Ma'am, my, my name is Shepard. It's lovely to meet you, Danica. I believe we met, but my name is Professor Clayton Aswin. Well, my head has not been... If it, if it weren't attached to my neck, I would have lost her. Victoria Nothing to Sarnax of the Edelwood, is it a common practice of your people to get lost in temporary distractions from the misery that surrounds you constantly? Uh, Well, forward, I see. Um, Yes. Yes, it is. The wine helps quite a bit. Do you know what dream pastries are? I've not heard of them myself. Very well. Good day, madam. Good day, then. She seems kind of taken aback as if she hadn't expected for you to leave. We will be back this evening to meet your husband and maybe meet this carnival man. That would be wonderful. If I see Richavia before then, I'll let him know you're on the lookout for him. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course. Um, are we leaving? Yeah. Uh, as we as we leave, I'll just lean toward the professor in the group and say, uh, if, if we wanted to, we could always leave him a note. It's card. Well, you read my mind. Maybe not leave him a note, but at least take a look around. He's called. Uh, Learn what we can before he knows that we're looking for him. All right. Uh, I just assume since we have a uh, date, if you will, uh, he may not be awake when we get back. And we can let him know we're looking for him, or he could come find us. But I, get, I understand where you're coming from. Yes, Professor. before we leave a note, let us do some investigation Sir, of the cart. Whatever he says. Subtly as we can. Understood. what is archaeology, but... Learning about people's lives through their possessions. Pointed. So do we go there first, or do we meet with Irina? I do not think there is any rush to inform her of this sinister machination. Seconded. She's not going anywhere, and the more we find out first, the better. And let us proceed to the Arak Stockyard. Arasek. A-R-A-S-E-K. Is that from June? Arasek? Arrakis. 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 You make your way back towards the gate that you entered into the town of Velaki from, the East Gate. As you come upon the stockyard, this large stockyard has several locked sheds along its periphery and lies adjacent to a roomy warehouse. A wooden sign above the front gate reads, RSX Stockyard, 
Parked at the south end of the stockyard is a sturdy carnival wagon, its colorful paint peeling off. Faded lettering on its side spell out the words for Tavio's Carnival of Wonders. A heavy padlock secures the back door. Is anyone around? Roll a perception check. You look around and you can see that there there is a, what appears to be an, old, an elderly couple inside of the storehouse. It appears to be a function as a general store. Um, and they're milling about talking to each other. They seem to be... Um, he looks like the, the elderly gentleman looks to be flirting with the elderly woman and she smacks his hand as he pinches her rear, but she giggles and is happy as he chases her around. They don't believe anyone's watching. Um, Little did they know. <laughs> but out here comes the murder above. <laughs> Jesus, Mike. Yours. <laughs> You're so gross. Yours. And with that hood on, it's so much worse. <laughs> what do you have to say, Mike? Why, Mike? Why? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, as, as opposed to outside in the stockyard, you don't see anybody at all. And your your guess is that they're so wrapped up in, you know, what they're doing inside um, that they they wouldn't notice you. Act nonchalant, please. Provide me some cover. Uh, I do not know. I, I look at Sarnax and I look like, I do this and I go, uh, uh, sure, Professor, whatever you want. And I step a couple steps away from the the cart and kind of stand guard. Are you uh, familiar with breaking and entering, Professor? Like I just said, I'm an archaeologist. That is exactly what I do. I'll leave you to <laughs> And I'll go and drink Shepard. Uh, I will sort of like look around and uh, it, once I'm kind of sure that no one's looking, I'll say, Curio, my case will open up and I'll pull out a very fine set of thieves' tools. And I would like to, uh, as gently and gingerly as I can, unlock it. Do I get the sense that I can close it and lock it? Like, once I unlock, like looking at it, can I investigate it and see if I, once I unlock it, will I be able to shut it and like automatically lock like most padlocks? Your experience with padlocks is that generally how it works as long as you don't break the mechanism when you're unlocking it. You haven't gotten up to the wagon yet. Okay. So you haven't inspected this lock well enough to know whether it functions like all padlocks, but from the distance that you're at right now outside of the storehouse, you would guess that that's how it works. I would like to um, approach, just nonchalantly, like I'm just, you know, like beyond the place. The wagon suddenly lurches, as though something big has thrown itself against the inside wall. You hear the cracking of wood, the scraping of metal, and the snarl of something inhuman. Upon closer inspection, you see that the sides of the wagon are spattered with dried blood. You also see an inscription on the wagon doorframe that reads, I bring you from shadow into light. Do we all hear this, or are we not close enough? All you're, I would assume you're all walking. Together. We're all, yeah. So I, I meant like you guys basically provide cover, like body uh, lock. Yeah, I'm like five. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm like five feet. Yeah, away. exactly. Most. Exactly. I just didn't know. Okay. All right. So I make sure. Good God, so Is this some kind of beast inside? Hello. Can you hear me? The wagon continues to lurch from side to side. You hear a low, strange, snarling sound. 
How recent is, does the blood look? It's dried. Uh, it's hard to really tell, but I would say um, fairly recent-ish, at least over the last few days. Perhaps some circus animal? A carnival beast? Well, he did have a monkey. Perhaps it is another exotic creature. Why would he train his monkey for toys? I would like to listen to the sounds that are coming from inside this wagon crate and, and see if I, I recognize the noise of, as anything I've ever heard of before. Roll a roll a survival check. Ain't gonna be good. Uh, nine. You you listen and. It's not a sound of anything you've ever heard before, but it does remind you of the sound of wild animals. Um, are there any like air holes or is, are there any like ways to look into the wagon? Not that you can see. I'll turn to the group. Um, should we a lot take a look? You're joking, right? I mean, this man is, is, is in the cards. He's clearly important, and without knowing what's in this wagon, I don't feel comfortable dealing with him. And if it's some, which I'm pretty sure of, wild animal, and it starts to rampage, we're gonna have to put it down? No, we'll just subdue it and place it back in the wagon. Professor, come on. I don't know what's in there, that could be anything. Is it just the one entrance to the wagon? Is it like mm-hmm. is it like a door? Yeah, there's like it's a your typical carnival wagon where it's um, that barrel top, and then on the back it's got a door um, with you can see where there's a spot where you could pull a wooden steps, you can step up to it. And there's a big padlock right there on the door. We are not itching for fight, and we are not looking to murder somebody's property. All right, so what's going on? What are you doing? We are trying to convince the professor not to do something so foolish for someone who has goddamn near 20 in. Well, I don't believe it's foolish to at least try to get a better sense of what's in there. Is, is it to... What, so do I get a sense from like my knowledge of like in... in Erios and all of that. Do I get the sense of like what kind of beast it might be? Does it sound like avian? Does it yeah. sound reptilian? Does it sound mammalian? It sounds mammalian. Uh, look, Professor, we, we want to meet with this man, right? We, we don't want to be slaughtering his... I'm not suggesting we kill anything, but if he has a beast locked up and we know that it's not what it seems... And I just, I worry that there's important information here that we're leaving behind. Why don't we speak to the man himself? Are you worried he's going to lie to us? Yes. Are you worried that it's not something that Sarnax and I might not be able to squeeze out of him? Well, if we're going to accost him and use magic to force him to tell him the truth, what's the difference between that and taking a look? Because at least by addressing him as an individual and a human for a person first, he might be forthcoming. At least we give him the opportunity. That's a fair point. I, however, 
am cautious about approaching anyone in good faith that keeps a creature like this locked up in his own possessions. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but we don't even know what it is. And if the professor opens this thing up, and, it, and it's some creature that means to kill us, we have no choice but to kill it. And that's just, in my opinion, getting off on the wrong foot. All right. Well, All right. allow me to attempt something. Well, what is it before you do it? I look very skeptically at the professor and Sarnax. <laughs> Don't do anything until you confirm what it is. I am going to attempt to touch the emotions of whatever lie inside. It is mammalian, and it likely will not work. But I believe if I can calm it down, it might be safer to investigate. I'll look into the lantern. I'll, my eyes will blaze and I'll just say very quietly find comfort in your faith and I'm going to cast calm emotions okay uh, so I attempt to express strong emotions uh, in a group of people so each humanoid uh, well that's all of you too uh, in a 20 foot uh, radius sphere um, must make a charisma saving throw a creature can choose to save if it wishes uh, to, to fail the save if it wishes um, but it's only human. It's only humanoids. I, I choose to fail because it's not going to have any effect on me if I'm not like amped up. And well, shit, I might be. Amped. I choose to fail. <laughs> <laughs> I choose to fail. Man. You feel a calmness come over you. That feeling in the pit of your stomach of disgust and rage about this place ebbs away, and you feel indifferent. I failed. I failed. <laughs> I love that. It's charisma, and you're like, I failed. <laughs> yeah. You see as the lurching of the um, of the wagon comes to a stop, Ooh. and all seems to be quiet. Uh, Sarnax, whatever you did, uh, seems all right. It is a person in there. What? Wait, like a human being? Like, like well, a humanoid creature? Yes, it would not have worked if it was an animal. Sarnax, you never cease to amaze me. After you, Professor. What could be in there? Uh, I assume we don't have too much time. Can you understand what we are saying? You can get no response. One minute, I suggest you worry. There's almost like a low breathing sound, but nothing. Just uh, make sure we can relock that if we need. Perhaps another language. You could try. Just, I, just get the lock open first. I, 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 I and make sure we can uh, attempt to pick the lock. Relock. Okay, roll a dexterity check or whatever the thing is, because I don't know. Yeah, twenty-five. You take your lock picking tools and you slowly maneuver around the mechanisms, and with a with a quick click, the padlock drops down, and you would be able to open the door. Shepard, take the lead, please. If uh, you say so, uh, go ahead. This is your specialty, isn't it? Uh, sure. Well, whatever you say. I slowly open the door, but kind of backing away. You slowly so open the door um, yeah. as you start to back away, and quickly you feel pressure on the back of the door. Shepard, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Professor, professor, professor. Dex, Dex saving throw, yeah. you say. Oh, good. 
12, you feel as a huge weight hit rams into your chest. You fall over backwards. Two paws on your chest. The rest of you see a saber-toothed cat as it pounces onto Shepard. It moves its maw in, its huge fangs so close to your face. As it sniffs in on you, it lumbers off of you, a low growl emanating from its throat. And it moves quickly around to Sarnax and begins to sniff around on you. And then to Victoria and to Clayton. And none of you, it seems to be enraged by. I will say, um, oh, easy, easy. Can I get up? Yeah. I will say I'm going to do it very slowly. Prestigio, prestigio, and I want to make the smell of, like, of, of raw meat. It's, emanate from its the, head perks up for wagon. a moment, and it sniffs back towards the wagon. In the, in the very back Roll of the wagon. Roll a deception check, please. Twenty, uh, twenty-one. Yes. You, um, I also got an actual twenty on this shit. Um, actually, let me let me double check. Yeah, it and might no, matter. No, no, no it, it is uses, because it uses insight though. Yeah, it uses and and it's and it's attacked. So this might matter. Sarnax, I thought you said this thing was human. This actually might matter. Yes. Easy, easy. I was mistaken. All right, let's just see if we can get you, it. You see as it begins to start moving towards, and it sniffs and it looks. It rears its head up, and it lets out a snarl as it turns and darts straight into town. No! Damn it! It seems as if the saber-toothed cat is out of the bag. Hopefully the expedition is capable enough to handle such a beast before it goes on a rampage and massacres the town. The strange folk of Valaki, from Blinsky to this mysterious Rectavio, may be able to help the heroes if they play their cards right. But in the end, it will all end the same. Can this escaped cat be put back in the bag? Find out in the conclusion of Chapter 4 of Curse of Stradania. Phantasmagoria. In the meantime, if you wish to watch Legends of Aventris tell similar stories of Dungeons and Dragons every week, you can follow us on Twitch and join our community on Discord. All links are in the show notes. We welcome you to our Aventris family.